All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 
So every four years, they give you another Because you spin, but while you're spinning, you're also revolving. Yeah. And it's then one our of the universe, most amazing yeah. things, actually. It really is. That yeah. Neil Tyson DeGrasse yes. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard him talk about it once. He goes, oh. the fact they figured this shit out mm-hmm. to that exact a th- yeah. Yeah. A figuring back. <laughs> Some dude in Egypt ciphering eight thousand yeah, yeah. years ago figured the shit out yeah, based on looking at the stars. Lying on the grass, yeah. and at the stars, he figured, okay, yeah, because it all starts with the what do you call the you know because you do the thing with the light, the sun, right, the sundial. That's what I'm trying to. Okay, so somebody's so if it starts here and then it starts to move and then by it's back there again. It feels like about the same like. I thought you were What's doing a shark fin for a second there. Was, yeah. caca, caca. That's pin report later. We got a really, really, really good shark one for Something you Something like that. Um, this is what people tuned in for. Oh, yeah. Not Today Tana trade Did Tana speculation. No. No. Neil Tyson DeGrasse. We're trying to get him on. Spin it around DeGrasse Tyson, but yep. Whatever. Yep. Same shit. Different pile. He is smart, though. They Too talk smart, on weekends. So. They have nicknames for each other. Yeah. yeah. He's so smart. He calls him Warner Rett. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. Got. Well, I don't know if he's an astronomer or if he's ever... You know, Can we turn these down. I'm not sure how it works, but he is a highly intelligent and respected gentleman and joins us on the TELUS oh, Insider Hotline. Already. Enter to win one of six monthly prizes, including tickets to Calgary hockey games, awesome tech like AirPods, Apple Watches, and more. No purchase necessary. All you have to do is fill out a quick survey to enter. Ooh. For your chance to win, go online, telus.com slash flames contest. And Summer, he'll be he'll be very near the uh you know the, the Telus, uh, the Telus Lounge there over at uh, at the Saddle Dome. There is Jamie McLennan, our uh, oh, look at that. our I Wednesday am... guest on a Thursday. Look at this Tootsie's yeah. lid. Yeah, well, yeah, I got that on Tuesday night. Uh, you get oh. that if you uh, eat a free bowl of soup there. I think I, was I don't know. Say, but... You get it for something. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I got to be honest. I've been listening. I'm. What the hell were you guys talking about? Like, I, I it was, I, it wasn't even making sense. It was today is worth- February. It's February 29th, and we're trying to figure out why is there 29. It's 31 another There's month. 31, 30 here, 28, 28 ordinarily. There. It makes no sense. Noodles. But then there was a sundial. There's Neil deGrasse Smith or something. I yeah. like. I'm not even like a lot of times when I'm in the waiting room. It's called or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I can pick up on the conversation. I'm like, I am so lost. I'm not an astronomer. I took, I feel like I took astronomy in university for one year in junior, just as like a throwaway or something. I was not very good at it, but I, I, there's nothing I can contribute to that conversation. Like sometimes you can jump in and go, Hey, I've got, I've got something to add. I have zero to add when it comes to February 29th. This is where it all starts. We're we're all getting screwed. You're getting screwed too because we're working and it's an extra day and you don't get paid for it. You're working That's one more point. day this year, Noodles. You getting paid extra this year? You getting the same? Did you, did you call the boss and say, "Listen, don't I never pay. thought of it. Extra I never pay. thought of it that way. See? I never you thought of back. it that way. So now I'm involved in the conversation. That's right. I never That's thought. Right. So this is a year that goes 366 days. So That's I never right. thought about. So do we need to bail a little extra? I don't know. I I I feel like you could probably slide that in there. There's some organizations where it's like, yeah, go ahead. We'll bill you, you know, and there's others. It's like, no, you are lucky to have a job. So there you go. Like you just eat it and and smile. So I I might be on the ladder. I'll just eat it and smile. But wasn't that a David Lee Roth album? (laughs) He didn't smile. I think that was his first solo album. Something like that. It is. I think it was something like that. What's going on? Well, we're uh, we're asking you. Look at he's got the 
down in the flames room got some uh electrolytes going is that what we got definitely need electrolytes i will we say that it. yeah yeah we need the uh day one update because you got into town yesterday it's uh you, you can feel the town buzzing as all of the uh old out of shape hockey players make their ways back they're made back to calgary uh day one yesterday how'd you manage it was good. You know what? Caught up. Nice dinner. Uh, went to Caesar's Steakhouse. And uh, what'd you, you know, go with? What'd you eat? What'd you have? I always just go with the, the uh, filet mignon, butterfly, little medium, medium well type of thing. It's, they got great food. The problem is, I'll tell you a funny story. I've loved Caesar's since like the 90s. And I was playing for the St. Louis Blues. We we're playing the Flames. And I went for dinner with a couple of the guys, but Pierre Turgeon was like, we have to go to this steakhouse. We have to go. So I go with Turge and we get in there and he's obsessed with the, the garlic cheese toast or the, yeah, the cheese. That's toast. a banger. He had seven baskets. <laughs> himself, seven. <laughs> it was a night before the game. I'm like, I don't know if it, any, I, I've never witnessed anybody eat seven baskets of bread before a steak, <laughs> but it was, Unbelievable. The baskets just kept coming and I'd like take one little strand out of it and then I would turn and it would be gone and he'd be like waving to the, you know, waiter like more and more monsieur, and more. So, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. so well, seven, could, seven baskets say, of cheese toast. If you were in the Eastern Conference, it'd be like, we get here once every four years. I'm having eight baskets of bread. Well, St. Louis <laughs> comes a little more often. The schedule's yeah. changed, but. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that, the funny part about that was the night before the game. After the game, there was a carrot because we played here Wednesday and we didn't play again until like Saturday in Edmonton. So the coach came in and said, you guys win, you know, have the day off tomorrow or whatever. And we ended up winning and he said, okay, guys, curfew, nobody in before 2 a.m. And <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a green light. Who and... was the coach? That's epic. <laughs> nobody in before 2 I think, I think it was Q. I'm trying to remember if it was Keenan or Q or one of the two, but oh, like, wow. like it was, it was kind of like, just, we had a really tight team. It must've been Quinville, but it, it, I was going to say, a, that feels more like a Quinville. Like That's a Quinville <laughs> yeah. thing. But yeah. Well, I mean, Mike is, I, you know, I had Mike in St. Louis. I had him in Florida. And then I worked with him as at the flames. When, mm. when I retired, I was, he added me kind of to his coaching staff at the end of the season that one year, like Mike is a lot, more fun than people like he behind the scenes really funny very sharp sharp witted um everything was calculated with Mark, mike you know it'd be I, I would laugh like it'd be zero zero after the first period we sitting in the coach's room and out of nowhere he'd just go out of hell with this watch this and he'd go into the room and just start like tear a strip off somebody like ah oh, you haven't done anything today you know and, and then he'd come back into the room and be like, did you like that? And he would laugh. Like he was, it, it was funny. Everything was calculated to, you know, to try and get more out of the guys. So I, I was always, I was a big Mike fan from the way he conducted business. But yeah, I, I think it was Q that, that said, you know, boys go have a good time. And, and we did. And, you know, when you have a winning team, you get to do things like that. So with Kipper in town, the, the ceremony goes on Saturday. Right was saying yesterday, there's already talk because some – Guys are aging, right? It was 20, yeah. 25 years ago. Guys were 25 years younger then. Uh, maybe one night on, one night off, kind of pacing themselves. What's your, your little gap night? You know, what's your uh, your tell on how this is going to go? I mean, my my tell depends on the individual, but I, I am making sure that Kipper is not doing anything Friday night just because you need him fresh for Saturday. <laughs> the movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I mean, it doesn't mean that I won't be able to make right. sure and I'll be checking curfew on everybody, but I think it's more um, individual. Like, I, you know, I came in yesterday, just kind of steak, a little bit, laughs, a couple beers, that type of stuff. Like, I think, you, you know, it, it's a slow burn, slow build. And you're right. Mm. Like, now that we're pushing 50, some of us are north of 50, some of us look 60 and they're only 45, um, that, that'll be the funny thing. Like, I, it'll be hard in my speech to not kind of take a shot at some of the guys around the ice, especially if they, you know, if Father Time has not been kind to them. So we'll see. I'm going to try and be pointed with my remarks. But if some guy, you know, has put on an extra 50 that I we didn't know, like he might be a you know a surprise beekeeper that we didn't realize, and I might have to announce that. So, <laughs> or two forty Gordy is uh, as Red is referenced. Now, Red, yeah. Red what are you wearing? Is, is it, I you, am concerned with my uh, oh, attire, yeah. dress code. I don't wear suits. I don't have nice clothing. I think these pants were from my last season of play. Like I, I'm in trouble. If I have to dress up, can I just wear a Kipper jersey? I think you should because yeah. that, you know, it can be loose fitting. That way you're leaving people to, people to guess like what's yeah. going on underneath there. If he fills it out, if he doesn't fill out, because I saw you, you look good. You're in good shape, actually. I thought when, when, I, when we had a, a beer in Toronto, like we all go through phases, you know, skinny, fat, you know, skinny, fat, all of that type of stuff. You looked really good. So uh, I think if, what you should do, I got a funny story too. And it was right when I um, first like retired, I was again, management or doing whatever, answering to Daryl and randomly they called me and said, Hey, can you go to Abbotsford tomorrow to, you know, take a look at some of the goalies and do some stuff. And um, I'd gone out late the night before and was woke up late for my flight, get to the flight and I get to my hotel room in Abbotsford and they got a game that night and Daryl had come down and I think, uh, you know, like all the scouting staff, everyone was there. And I, I took a nap, I get up and I, I go to go to the rink and I'd forgot my suit. So I literally just had what I was, I thought my suit was in the bag. I didn't, I'd open the bag, nothing's in there. So I'm like an hour from the game. Like, what do you do? So I went to Walmart. I did not know that you could buy suits at Walmart. And the funniest thing, so I go in, there's like a full thing for like 50 bucks. It's like a suit, all like the jacket, the pants, the shoes, the tie, the shirt. It was like $49.99. And all I had, it, it was like large. It, and I was like, my arms are a little bit, like it was just L. So I try it on, the pants are a disaster. Like I, it, like I, I had to like use a belt and like wrap them around. I had to fold them up underneath because they were too long. The shoes were fine. And then the coat was like really short on my arms. So I did kind of put the coat over my arm and then I had the dress shirt on and, and I put the tie on. So it was like decent. So we're sitting in the luxury box that night and just kind of hanging out, talking about players. And I made sure to sit and I was just kind of had the jacket kind of over, you know, my arm. And then I put it on and Dwayne Sutter walks by and he's like, God, what a great suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome dog like it's great and i was so rattled because i didn't want anybody to see it so he like kind of pulls on the sleeve is like man nice suit and i'm like yeah thanks and i went down to the coaching staff afterwards we we're having a beer and it was jimmy playfair and jared bednar and i told them the story i'm like guys i'm wearing a i'm wearing a walmart suit here i forgot mine at home they were dying laughing because it was 
Just one of those things. So, Rhett, I think you can go to Walmart. You I'm going to go to Walmart today. See if I see if I could squeeze into a large. And you'd be looking at you'd be looking at Dwayne. Like, is he is he screwing with is, me or is he? No, he's 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 being honest. He's been Viking. That would have been a nice a great. Suit, but he also lived in New York. I don't know. Yeah, I, you're right. I like I, at this point, I might have to ask Dog. Is like, did he know or did he not know? Like he might have been messing with me. You know. Yeah, I figured he probably was being honest. Did you tell him? <laughs> Did you say, well, you know, you no. too could have something yeah. like this if you played for, your cards right. Yeah, for 49, I think I threw the suit out. I'm not lying. I don't think it made it back to Calgary on the flight the next day. I just left it in the hotel room. Just the it's option you take right there. It's a disposable yeah. suit. That's yeah. it. One night only. That's what it was. In Japan, they have vending machines on the street, and you can literally pull out like a white dress shirt that will disintegrate <laughs> by about noon the next day. But the, the dudes will get all piled up and like, oh, I got to work. Pull it out of the I vending know. machine and go. That's the move. <laughs> You can buy anything in Japan from a vending machine. Ask Retro, and I, I think, uh, and, and uh, well, even myself, I was when I lived in Japan. I bought chicken nuggets from a, a vending machine. I, it, <laughs> you watched it like cook right through the window, and then it like dropped down into a little basket. I don't know why I did that. Like, my, I I don't know what what the repercussions was were, but I probably was on the john later that night who knows but it was uh chicken nuggets out of a machine in japan and you know you've done worse so oh yeah so there's that um <laughs> so you're at the dome uh are you prepping for the ceremony for saturday what's happening yeah that's um kind of a, a little dry run i think so yeah. i'm kind of gonna get the lay of the land here in a little bit and kind of figure out what's going on and like i, I was laughing so i think it was one of the scribe, maybe Eric Francis or somebody like tweeted out, like I, I lost a bet because Kipper actually landed in Calgary. I think there were some people like the over under whether he was going to show up or not. So he, he is here, which is great. Um, Cause wouldn't that have been the ultimate troll job? Like, you know, just disappear on Saturday night type of thing. But no, the ultimate troll job is landing and then not showing up on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> we aren't there yet. And the line is That's set true. at 0.5 Kippers. So you can go over or under 0.5 okay. is the line here. Yeah, well, then you're right. You know what? It's it's too early to tell. It's only Thursday, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to do the ceremony and all that. And, uh, you know, I've got my show today, and then we'll see what happens tonight. Did he catch any fish? No, apparently. I First of all, I'm like, isn't it really warm out? Like, are you scared to go on ice right now, like on a lake or something? Wouldn't the car – like, if you drive on a lake, wouldn't, it, wouldn't that no, car go good. in type of thing? You were minus 20 a day ago. You just missed it, buddy. Uh, okay, then, yeah, so I, apparently they, they drilled, they went in, but there was, there was nothing. They weren't even scraping carp off the bottom of the, uh, the bottom Where of the, whatever it's yeah. called, the, the sea. There's no sea. What is it? A lake. Yeah, a there's lake. not a sea. <laughs> there's a river and there's lakes. Okay. Okay. So there was a lake. From Edmonton. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the North Saskatchewan ran through St. Albert, Alberta. Yeah. I once pulled a shopping cart out of it. That was it. That's the only time I've ever. Jeez. You know, done anything with lakes or yeah. water. You and bubbles hauling shopping carts <laughs> out of the water. Uh, <laughs> I got a great stash over yeah. here in the ravine. <laughs> so you're down at the dome. The Chris Tanev deal gets done last night. Uh, yeah. Now I'm just I'm I'm not sure even who's around. But any sense of the mood? It's always tough when a when a beloved veteran gets moved out of town. You know what? I I ran into a couple of the guys last night. Just a little chat, stop and chat, and you could tell. In, in talking to them, 
like I don't know if disappointed. They know, you know, it's like you know it's going to happen when when it happens. It's like oh, it's still oh, it happened. You're, so now where where do we go from here? Now you're talking that, about the players or management noodles. Sorry. No, I ran into a couple of the players last okay. night, just yeah. kind of uh, uh, literally on the street, like hey, what's up? And and so we're BSing, and like that was the the uh, the sentiment was like hey, you know what? It's news today. Uh, I think they have a day off today. They're doing some PR stuff. Yep. So it was. Um, I, I think two days from now, so practice at Friday will be different. That's when guys will come in and it'll hit them. It's like, okay, that stall's empty. You know, Tanev's not here. Is that the beginning of, you know, maybe two more moves, one more move? You know, what, what's going to happen here? That's when, around the trade deadline, when things happen, you're always thinking about it. And once it happens, it's like, okay, reality's setting in. What's this team going to look like? And the thing is, too, and Rhett, you can speak to it, you you still got to play. You still got to be a pro. That's the hardest part. When, when a friend is out of the dressing room, like in instance, it, it is slightly like a death because your friendship with that person is not going to, it's the, you might be a lifelong friend with them, but it's, it's changed because you're not going to see him every day. You're not going for dinner next week on the road. He's going to be in a different city. So that's where you kind of mourn that relationship, how it changes with with the person you know for example like when i got traded out of calgary you know Rhett's a close friend robin kipper and not, but you're not seeing them every day you're not you know you're not in the fight with them every day it, it friendship doesn't change you know you'll still be lifelong friends but it just changes the way you interact and you just know it's yeah it's bound to and you look back on it and every time it happens i still remember the time in buffalo where they did the same sort of thing the flames are doing where they dumped a bunch of veteran guys chris gratt and Stu barnes rob ray all yeah. of a sudden you're going to the rink and those guys that you were kind of your core that you hung out with were gone you're like Ooh, this this is a different feel you're hard still, not to kind of pout and feel sorry for you, yourself yeah right? you're still buddies with all the other guys it's still a team and it's that but it's that there's a big change it's yeah. kind of the guy and for us we were all veteran guys at that point we were kind of the sounding boards like stewie was the captain yeah like you got right all veteran guys that had a's or letters or had been there were important pieces of that room are gone and you're sitting there going oh yeah. i've lost my my uh my sounding boards well also too the guys who come in there's no guarantee you know them there's no guarantee that you'll hit them off with them from a friendship standpoint right away. Like the, it, the NHL is still a small community. You know, you can't, a guy can't come in the room without knowing somebody who's played with them or knows him and all of that. You can make a quick phone call to somebody, you know, on that team. And he's like, what's this guy all about? And chances are nowadays you get a text from him going, Hey, you know, take care of my boy, this guy, he's a good dude or whatever. But what if the kid you trade for is 20 years old, never played in the league, and he's, you know, he's scared to be in the NHL, and it's, it's his first process, and you're a 32-year-old grizzled vet. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be friends with this guy right away. You're going to try and help him out, but those relationships change, and there's no guarantee that you're just going to hit the ground running, and that's off the ice. On the ice, you have no chemistry with this guy. You have, you know, you're going to have to learn their tendencies and their habits. So it is disruptive. We'll see how quickly they can get back to playing, you know, the way they've been playing because they played very well. I, I keep thinking about what Noah Hanfin's going to be looking like and people looking at him. Like he's dead man walking in that building, right? Mm-hmm. You got yeah. nine days until the deadline, and everyone knows. He's continually spurned the overtures of the Flames on an extension. This guy's going to get moved. And it's like, oh, hey, 
How are you doing? And to give him credit, like he hasn't been playing like this has been bugging him. He's having a career year, we sort of think. But, yeah. but that's the guy where every interaction around the dome has got to be weird for everyone else. He's like, this guy's not going to be here in a week. Yeah. And, and also, too, at what point do you to protect the asset? You yeah. know, like, God forbid this guy takes a slap shot. You know, he's boxing somebody out in, the, uh, in front of the net and takes one off the ankle or something. Like, it, it, you know, to me, if there's something that's pending, you got to be mindful because, and I, I know you can't bubble wrap guys, but if you feel like you've got a really good deal on the table for that particular player, you know, does it, does it help or hurt you to have him continue to play? And you were I know, saying it, Dean. They, they play two at home and then they go, they play Florida, Tampa, and Carolina, three games in four nights. You're not letting anyone get on that plane. I just don't. The day yeah. before the deadline. You may as well just stay in Calgary. Or fly where you're going. If, if, yeah. first, if somehow there's no deal done, then you can meet us in sure. Miami or whatever yeah. the case may yeah. be. But uh, So that's what, two games, Saturday and then Monday. Monday. Yeah, I would do that too, just based on, you know, the scenarios. Because you would almost have to go to him if he was coming on the road trip and it's business as usual. It's like pack a little heavier because mm. you're, not, you're not coming back yeah, here yeah, type yeah. of thing. Right. And you know, I got traded when the team we were in Dallas and I had to have uh, our flight attendants who I was really close with. They actually mailed me some clothes, like helped out with the process because Walmart? I had an, I had a, yeah, well, I, did, I couldn't go to Walmart in New York. Right, that, yeah. You know, so it was, uh, yeah, but they helped me. But like yeah. you get traded on the road, you're, that's what you're stuck with. And yeah. You know, that was six weeks or two months to the end of the season. I wasn't going to see my place. And, you know, so it was, it's, it's a big adjustment. With Hannafin, if he knows it's coming, you have to pack accordingly or act accordingly, depending on whether you're on that trip or not. This Tanov one is interesting because we've seen the trades. When Zadorov was moved, no, bo- no warm body came back. Yep. But it felt like the room was going to be okay with Nikita leaving. Yes. And I think there was a bit of a pout factor with Elias Lindholm. And you heard from, you know, tongue-in-cheek, kind of guard a little bit. But Blake Coleman kind of said there were some guys that didn't want to be here. Well, they're gone now. And it seemed like they thrived after that. This feels a little bit different. This is one of them. This is one of the guys. Yeah. And a guy now. that wanted to be here. It's just his contracts. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm torn on this because if he wanted to be here – wouldn't he have signed a while back? Like, wasn't there dialogue that kind of went like, I'm not sure if you'd well, have Hannafin, to walk yes. through the time. Yeah. Not like Tanif. Tanif's yeah. 34 here. Like the, yeah, you, yeah. the next deal is not the one that Connie wants to be paying him on. Right. Right. And that's, you're right. Like with Tanif is a different situation. I was more leaning towards Hannafin because like, you know, if Hannafin having a career year, if you wanted him to stay, he would, you know, if he wanted to be here, he would be here with Tanif absolute warrior, you're the guy you want in the room, the classiest, like there's no negative about Chris Tanev whatsoever, other than the fact that you do have to put your business hat on and go, what is he going to look like three years from now, two years from now? Yeah, exactly. At 36. So that those are the hard decisions. And maybe there's no guarantee that you don't give him an opportunity to go. And you look at him this summer on his marketplace and he comes back on a, maybe a two-year deal or three-year deal, depending on what you're willing to pay at that particular time. Once you have an idea what your team's going to look like moving forward. So that would be one thing I would say. And I don't, I haven't heard anything from the media standpoint or him talking in the media as, you know, would he close the door to coming back? You know, I don't know. 
Like that, that my might be something is, you look at. Yeah, that, my guess know? is probably not. I, I think that he'd be one of those guys that would entertain that. Uh, this is also the the first kind of blow, and it, it sounds disrespectful to Lindholm, but Sharon Govich moved to the middle and took Lindholm's spot, and they kind of moved from within. They're not in a spot where they can just replace Chris Tanev. There, you can put right. somebody in that pairing, but it's not. Shillington a, comes into the top four. You know, it it's is. not a reasonable facsimile, and then there's there's going to be some some. You know, some drop for sure. Yeah. This is a team that has won four straight games. They're still really very much mathematically in a push. You can't as a GM, you're not going in there and saying, guys, you know, keep going. It's just kind of a, it, it's got to feel like a kick in the stones. Even if you knew it was coming, you're ready for it. Mm. It's like, Sh shit, you know, we're, we're so close to, to getting in. And I, now Hannafin's going to go too. Like, yeah. damn it. Like if you're Coleman or Cod, you're like, damn. yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, both of them have won. Both of them understand this game. You've got to be a pro. Last I check, I always say this. I come back to it. First and the 15th, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you're, you get yeah. paid. Money yeah. goes in. You've you got to be a pro. And, yes, you're right. To see a guy that walk out the door that you don't have, he's not getting pushed out the door because there's a kid that's sliding into that spot and you've got to make room for him. It's, it's a business decision. Hannafin's going to be one. I don't even know if, if <coughs> excuse me, if Markstrom's still a player or not in this in all of these talks. Mm. Like this team can look a lot different a week from now or ten days from now. You know, wake up and there could be multiple players go out, or maybe the the asking price or or the deal's just not there for some of them. And you know, obviously Hannafin, you've got to sort out. But other situations, you know, there might be a team that floors you for a player. You're like, oh, I didn't realize that guy might be available and maybe Connie has to entertain it. So I think teams are going to have to be extremely creative heading into this deadline now, because it's got to be money in money out, or you're going to have to use third parties to kind of, you know, we'll call it launder money through. <laughs> New Jersey got a fourth rounder for basically 300 grand, a real salary. That's, that's a tidy bit of work that they were the third party in that TANF deal. Right. Right. That's, I mean, that's what you're, that's what you're looking at too is, you know, it's interesting, Jersey. So if, if, you know, if Jersey's still looking at a goalie, are they looking at UC Soros? Are they looking at, you know, Jacob Markstrom? I, I did the Nashville game the other night, hence the Tootsie's yeah, Tuke. Yeah. Um, and they've won six in a row. They look like, I think they might get that last spot. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they're a pretty darn good team. It, what they are is balanced. Like, their D are really rock solid. Like, that's... Uh, what do they you know, do with Carrier? He's up this summer, and that's a really sneaky, attractive defenseman because he's a right-shot guy, and I think he's sort of come into a little more prominence behind all those epic Nashville blue lines forever. I would, you know, if I'm Toronto, if I'm Edmonton, I, I'm looking at him as a potential upgrade uh, guy that can slot. I don't know what his ceiling is. Yeah. If he's a four or if he's maybe a five. or I don't see him as a two type of thing sure yeah. but you know if you're edmonton are you looking for an upgrade on cody cc to push him yep. down right so maybe but Carrier nashville would move them if they're in a playoff spot we saw it last year right they, yeah, they, they I, traded I they and got would. in i think they would plus this is what it comes down to is business you know like this is business and you've got to get you, you don't want assets walking out the door for nothing so if there's no extension that's reasonable in place you got to move the player and and or if you're comfortable enough and he's like, hey, let's just kick the can down to this summer, but I, I want to stay here. We'll make it work. Yeah. I, I just don't believe in that anymore, though. 
because things change so much. Like to me, you have to by the deadline, if you've got an expiring asset and he's not coming back, you, you've got to move him for something. Ottawa's doing, like I'm, I do these Ottawa games, like Ottawa's got some, some stuff on their plate to deal with. Not just the injuries that Josh Norris and Shabbat got hurt the other night. Like they, they're in one right now again. But like got um, Tarasenko, Kubalik, mm. you know, Travis Hamannick really, you know, he's been a healthy scratch. He was in the lineup the other night and, you know, had a, a really kind of a tough gaff where he fell down and Yossi went in and scored and that was the backbreaking goal, right? So, you know, there's some big, big decisions to be made on a lot of these teams. I Conroy's quietly done a pretty good job here and you could debate yep. what the return is. Uh, and Frank Saravelli had it. You can want to hold out for a first, but it sure feels like it, it was a second and a prospect or something. The kid that was a second two years right? ago, right? Like this, is, this is a second round pick for, for Chris Tanev and obviously there was the seemingly the recognition, which is why it gets done a little bit over a week ahead. But we sat here when the, the job was first his. It's like, you've got a lot of work to do. And we've talked about it. So how are you going to yeah. get all the trades? Done? Are you going to wait until the deadline and then it's Lind? How are you doing all this? Place chipped away at it. And it seems like everybody feels like you did well in the Lindholm deal. Jury's out on this one, but you get a second and a... Holy deal's a win. A, a, a seemingly a player they're, they're, they're high on to a certain degree. So now you've yeah. got Hanfin to do in the next... Eight days, nine days. So he's, I think he's done a, I think he's done a pretty good job here. I think so too. And the one thing I've liked, and I, you know, us being in the media, I've talked to my insiders at, at TSN and you're like, you know, why is the marketplace? Like what's, why is it kind of stalled? And they're like, you know, Calgary is kind of driving the bus and you know, everything's kind of going through Calgary. And I'm like, great. I, I like the fact that Connie hasn't folded to the pressure of the marketplace you know, he's a rookie GM, guaranteed there's managers that are pr- trying to, you know, s- sneak away or maybe win a deal here or there. You're always trying to win deals. But I, it's, it's more he's not getting bullied into a situation going, got to move this player, like the marketplace. If not, uh, you know, I'll move on to player X. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Call me if you want my player. Like, I, I think Connie's done a really good job, like, just kind of waiting the marketplace out. I think he's maximized. You know, if that's the best deal that you're getting for Chris Tanev, he's obviously studied the market. So if he if he moves him to Dallas, guaranteed the other players that were in on Tanev, they they weren't offering as much as far as I don't know who would have been in, but I, you know, it's rumored in Toronto. I would I'm sure Tree and Connie talked a lot about it. Tree probably wasn't offering what what Connie got for Tanev. Well, he didn't. So. He doesn't have the second round pick, right? That was the whole yeah, thing with the yeah. Leafs is they didn't have that second round pick. So, well, you know, it's, it feels it's like a guy that Connie's keyholed in on that he really liked and that the team has been fond of for a while. And he's had a lot of staff watching him. Like the ceiling is not high here, but the, the, the intangibles, the character, like Connie sees something here. This, this is not a well regarded prospect relative to a lot of top prospects around the league, but I bet you Connie's much higher on him than the consensus. Which is fine because I don't know when he made the the Toffoli trade, like who was who was high on Sharon you know, Govich. Sharon yeah. Govich. I, I I was going to say Sharon Povich. You know that. So so who was high on him? Like you, you started looking at his hockey DB, going yeah, a couple of years ago he scored twenty. He's been a nice what is fit. He? Yeah, yeah. Like what is he? Well, you give him some bandwidth to grow, and that was the one thing you got faster. You got a guy who could produce on the power play and, you know, he's a versatile player. So 
you know, it's what the manager sees or envisions the fit and how the pieces of the puzzle fit for his organization. So I like the moves. I, you know, they got to get Kuzmenko going. Like, I, I think he's a guy that is still in a, a bit of an enigma. You know, mm-hmm. he's, uh, I wouldn't want to say one dimensional, but he's more one dimensional than not. And yep. I think, you know, you get him into some structure, you get him comfortable. Maybe he's a guy you can turn into a, a trusted everyday player. You know, it's not just a guy who can put the puck in the net, but you need, you need, you need more, some intangibles. So I, I think there is, Connie's done a really good job, and we'll see, you know, what he continues to get for some of these players. So just the three tr- trades he's done this year, he's added a first in the Lindholm deal, a second in the Tanev deal, a third that is in both the Zadorov deal in 2026, a conditional Dallas one, a fourth from Vancouver that can turn into a third, a fifth from Vancouver for Zadorov. Like he's almost added a full draft class here. Never mind the prospects attached, the players here. Like that, he basically has two draft classes this year to work with. Well, and and the other thing too, I was asked by a manager the other day about like some of these players. These are currency. You can get to the draft and you can move them for live bodies too if there's other yeah. teams that don't have those picks. So you can go to a team that's either cash strapped or, you know, needs a pick in that round and go, I really like this guy. So now you start picking at their rosters because there's going to be teams that go all in here at the deadline mm-hmm. and they're, they're not going to have picks. So if you've, if you've banked a lot, I, I would say, you know, Montreal is the same situation. They're banking a lot of, you know, currency. You're going to get the draft to the draft. You're going to be able to sell some of that for live players to fill out your roster again. Or you might be able to steal a player based on a cap crunch somewhere else mm-hmm. from an organization. So you're, I think Connie's done a really good job. But it's, again, it's more on his time frame, which has been impressive for me. Do you know if uh, the Flames, have they hired a, uh, an orchestra or anything Ooh. to uh, start playing music if you go too long on your speech? Kind of like at the off. Oh, right. You got, you got the like, hook. I'm going to show you something. Puck drop. There's the ice. I've been pulled enough on this ice time. <laughs> <laughs> you just get the look. He knows. Ah, yeah. shit. It's happened again. <laughs> they, might have, they might have Daryl come out and pull me one last time just for fun. But, one of those uh, huge hooks. I love it. Yeah, the big <laughs> hook. Now, true. I don't know what the parameters are. I mean, I, I, I think there's an over-under if you had a betting company of what, how long Kipper's speech is going to be. What would you I, set the line at? Three minutes. That feels like the under is a safe bet. I, yeah. I would yeah. go under, maybe. Under, under, under. I, I don't know. You know him, too, is like English being a second language, too, right? So he's, he's going to. Yeah. Yeah. And he might, you'll slow the process down a little bit, like just kind of, because we, I, I didn't know this. I heard, did Chelios talk for like 40 minutes the other day? It was a big one. It was a long day. one. Yeah. yeah. I, somebody told me last night it was like 48 minutes or something. And I was joking last night with Kipper. I said, did you hear it like that? He goes, Jamie, like, that's not happening. Like, that's, that's the expect. That's what they expect now. Yeah. Mika. Well, I, I think, you know, to Mika's personality, everything, it'll be short and sweet. Thank some people and, and move yeah. on. And, hey, nothing to see here. I'll see you guys in another 20 years type of thing. Like that's, that'll be Mika in a nutshell, but I'm looking forward to it. I still haven't finished my speech. I'm kind of, I'm about 60% done. I'm, I'm like struggling with how to fit. It's not a roast. I know that's the problem yeah. is I, 
There's yeah, going to be women and children there, Noodles. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to be George Costanza and swear in my speech, you know? <laughs> Didn't, wasn't it Costanza that swore in, like, a wedding speech or something? Like, who swears? Like, he got pulled. So I'm not going to... I'm going to try not to swear. Who knows? But yeah. uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Has it hit uh, Mika? Or is that all going to be on Saturday? Because I don't know that he, because he's such a more introverted, quiet guy, does he understand the magnitude of what he means to the city? I think so, but it, it's weird. Like, even sitting at dinner last night, like somebody came up and asked for a picture, and, and he was just kind of like, Oh yeah, I forgot. That's what it's like, type of thing. Like <laughs> I think he, in Finland. <laughs> yeah, like it just. I, I think he just goes about his thing. But I think there is. Somebody said about the, even the guy at Caesars last night said like there's a buzz about the city, which yep. is cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, you know, the, I think it's really important that, you know, he embraces it because this is. I think he wants to embrace it for his his kids and his family. His brother's here, which is really cool. His brother and his son. But it's, you know, his boys, like, keep in mind, you know, Aro and Oscar, like, were just kids. Like, Oscar was just being born, and, right. and Aro was, like, six, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, they didn't, they didn't grow up, like, watching their dad play in the NHL. So, it's kind of neat. It'll be really, I would imagine, neat for them to see, like, 20,000 people going nuts for their dad. Like, yeah. I think that's, that might, you know, he's not... Kipper's not super emotional, but that might, it might make me emotional. Like it's, yeah. it'd be pretty cool. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, you'll do great. He'll be great. And it's, I said it yesterday. We'll let, let you get out of here. When, if, if Jerome McGinley gets retired, the whole hockey world kind of watches. Everyone knows Jerome, Canada, gold medals, this whole thing. Fame. This is very much just for the pocket of Flames fans who are here and watch that run. They were here before he showed up and appreciated those 70 starts every single year. The, the league isn't really, I don't think this is a, much of a blip on the NHL radar, but this means a ton to Flames fans. I think that's yeah, cool. It is. And I, I had this argument, and maybe argument's the wrong word, and i obviously super biased, but I've always felt the Kipper like, had it like a Hall of Fame career, even though it's not like, you know, if you don't fit, I don't know what the criteria is because you don't know. You've, yeah, Glanny could tell us because Lanny's in those rooms. It's not allowed to tell you. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. it, it just it's like you look at it. I've always had this this argument about Hall of Famers. At some point, were you one of the best in your craft? Yeah. So because you didn't have to be the best, because you know, like was name a name like Clark Gillies. Like was he one of the best or just was he the best? I think he was one of the best. So you look at, at players like that, Cam Neely, Rogi Vashon. Rogi Vashon. And then the other thing is, were you special? Like, yeah. were you special? Like, I, Rhett, you could speak to this. How many special players did you play against? Were you like, before the game, you circled that guy on the whiteboard. It's like, that guy's going to be a problem. Like, Kipper was yeah. a problem for other yeah. teams because for seven years. He, was, he was special. So that's my criteria. And... So it puts you kind of on the cusp. And I know what, a, like, I, I feel like the Hall hasn't done a good enough job putting goaltenders in. Now they're going back he and revisioning. too soon. I, I agree. I think he would have made it if he had just kept playing, if, if but, he hadn't got frustrated. But he still might, because again, like, we just saw Vernon go in. How many I just think that he, I yeah. think that if Kipper, because go ahead and look back at Kipper's number when he retired. 
He was extremely effective. Yeah. He got nicked but, up his last you know year, and it was like he was. It was near Keenan is kind of the word, and they no, kept Keenan. No, no, it was Hartley. Uh, Hartley. Hartley. Sorry, the, my apologies. The it, was, it was the, the coach is gone, or I'm gone. Tiny, tiny yeah. hands. And he could have um, went to Toronto and helped them win, and he was like, "Nope, I'm not going." It, it, it's who he is, and it's fine. But to 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 we've talked about this before. I think for Kipper and what the, making the hall. All he had to do was keep playing, and yeah. he got there because his numbers would have been just. Yeah, I, I agree. There's, but then I was looking at it because I, I kind of got mad yesterday. We had a spirited debate, and I was like, Cam Neely was cut short because of injury. Yep. And you look at Lindros, like, same thing. Yeah, but like Lindros was like super special. Like he was yeah. like ridiculously generational special. Like Cam Neely was a hell hell of a player, and I was like, did he make it into the Hall of Fame? I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Correct. Yes, he is. And it's a shortened career. He wasn't a point of game guy, but he was like a power forward and mm-hmm. great, you know, like, but a very special player. Like, again, I can't draw a direct parallel between Mika Kiprasov and Cam Neely because they're different positions, all of that. Mm-hmm. But are we going to, does Kipper get hurt because he, he decided to retire early where Cam Neely was forced to retire right. because of his knee? doesn't mm. matter. They still had shortened mm. careers, technically, on paper. For seven, so eight years, was he not the best goalie on the planet? Like, I, one he was there them. for me. Vesna yeah, votes every of, year. But that's the thing. So that was, that's my criteria is, were you one of the best at your craft, and were you special? Were, were, do people have to worry about you? That He checks both boxes for me. I think you're, and I, I agree with you about goaltenders. We'll let you go here because I know you got to go. Yeah, that's Mike, fine. I'm, Mike I'm Vernon fine. wins two Stanley Cups, a Conn Smythe Trophy, a play, and again, given his stature, that that's a special goaltender, and it took till last year for him yeah. to get in. Rogi Vashon right? got in it's, the last five six years. Like it, 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 it might take a long time. Like what I mean is the the body of work was there and has been there yes. for a long time. I don't think Rogi Vashon even has that kind no. of that kind of. But Mike Vernon deserves to be there. That's two yeah. cups to Conn Smythe and plenty of wins and. And Why it took it, it took him a while to get there. I think the argument is Cujo, like Curtis Joseph, you know, is is got a lot of wins. And my my one my test pilot, and I want to be on record for this, is ten years from now, through another generation, yeah. Chris Osgood, because if you yep. look at his numbers, mm-hmm. wins cups, like there wasn't Vesnas though. That's what, the difference. Yeah. What. You, I think what you said, you got, we've got to go. This can be a summer conversation. What's the approach from the hall for goalies? Right? Like I, you said, like, like they're so important. You can't put every goalie, like, there's, say there's 10 goalies this year that are lights out, and there's 10 goalies in this era that are really good. Well, do they put 10 goalies in? I, I in don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's probably more space for goalies. Due to the fact of how important they how are important to any team's success, but, right? But, like, that's, but that I feel like right now the Hall is trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah. they're, so they're like, underrepresented okay. right now. Cool. Right, so yeah. it's like, hey, let's put now. It's time for Barrasso. Barrasso was all a famer, you know, the day he yeah. stepped out of the league. Um, you know, Vernie goes in, obviously Lundquist, but it's like, you know, they're slam dunk ones, and it's I feel like they're going, oh, we miss something here. Mm-hmm. It's like when you, I argue with people at TSN all the time. We do these top 50 lists, and, yeah. and it always starts with, okay, who has the most goals and the most points? And then, oh, we got to slide a defenseman in there because we don't have a defenseman in the top five. Oh, in the top 10, we forgot a goalie, so let's put in, it, it, like, there should be, if you're going to have these, if you're going to have, like, a consensus, 
it's got to be all players. What's happened is, is players, they look at goals and assists and you know, point of game, all of that, and cups, and, oh, and then, oh, we forgot about goalies. Well, what is that criteria? Like, that's where I feel like they're trying to catch up. Like, and it, yeah. it is. It's ridiculous. It does feel like the, the, you kind of go, okay, did, for a player, 1,000 games, 500 goals, cups. Is there any kind of hardware that's aside from a lady bing? Because we don't care about that. You know, selkies, that sort of thing. I don't know what what is the the measuring stick for goalies. Well, you made a great point. Like, there's a big body of work for a solid goalie, and then there's a guy with a shorter career that at his prime was much better. I don't know how they weigh those because that's Mika against a lot of the guys you talked about in his prime. I'd take Mika over almost anyone. But that's that's where, you know, how short is short? Because there was a there was a stretch of 18 months where Tim Thomas, if you look at his body of work, was ridiculous. One of the best ever. And he didn't show up till 32. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And he had bad gear and he was like, you know, this weird, like, 9.30 every year. Yeah, like just, like that stretch where he won the Vezna and the Cup and the concert, like it was just like, there was a stretch of 18 months where he was the best goalie on the planet, arguably. And it was like, like a golfer. Yeah. But it just so he's go, come and gone, and you know rumors. I don't know what this guy lives in a bunker in Colorado. I don't know what this guy. He's a goalie, so who knows? All of us are weirdos. But it's you know that guy had this amazing. But that was a Hall of Fame stretch. He didn't have a Hall of Fame career, right? So yeah. I don't know what the argument is, but it, there is some. Maybe it's a summer argument. We'll get back into. But who's I think, paying for dinner tonight? Is my ooh. question. That's the only thing. Like. Barn burner, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just throw it. Uh, barn burner have a credit card? We'll test it out. Speaking of Cam Neal, if that is Seabass, yeah, just put it on Seabass's stat. <laughs> who's who's got the ridiculous. biggest career earnings number? I feel like uh, the big card at the table pays. That's not barn burner. Yeah, I mean, it definitely will not be me. So it's, uh, it's you know, home, right? If oh, Jerome, yeah, but the problem is, is, and this is what I have with a problem. Just because a guy made a hundred million in his career doesn't mean he walks in and the check is automatically his. Like it, you know, everyone works for a living or should work for a living. Like if you're going to come and eat and, and drink, like get off your wallet. Like I just, it, it bothers me where like the, the, the bill is like right around the corner and all of a sudden guys are like, you know, kind of looking way around. Too specific. Oh, this like, feels way too on the nose. Fired here. Jesus. Noodles. You just can't have, like freeloaders. That's the problem. Like you, you don't, you don't go out knowing hey, that's going to be free drinks in a dinner. You go out going, I can't wait to hang with those guys who I haven't been, haven't seen in 10 years, 20 years. Like well, that. I, I'm pumped for that. But I want, what I wanted to do was stick one of those freeloaders that we know who, there's a few that float around. It would be nice to just, Oh, Hey, what happened yeah. here? Yeah. I, I can't like, What'll happen is those those people like they they see they're it coming. Smart. They're yeah, too they, smart. They, they go to the washroom. Yeah. They go to the bathroom and then it's out the back door. And then they join you at the bar thirty minutes later, going, "Hey, I had to take a call." And you're like, that "Okay, doesn't yeah. happen, does it?" No, it. But I am excited. I don't know what. I don't even know where we're going. We're gonna figure it out. But um, I think you're, what it should be is the bill comes and you all put a bunch of money in and and you just move on with life instead of like looking at each other going. Or sliding it in a direction of where the 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 big boys are sitting at one end of the table that make well, the most usually money. the drunk guy. Oh yeah, yeah I got it. I'm having so much. Oh, I love you. Yeah, yeah. I I once I once played with a guy in junior and he signed with Chicago that night and his agent called 
And he's like, I just signed with Chicago. Drinks are on me. He had no money. Like, it's not yeah. you're, you're not getting a signing bonus wired to you into your account. He had to borrow money from me to pay the bill that, that he bought drinks for the whole bar. The idiot. As, Esmeralda's in Edmonton. Oh, so, vodka yeah. paralyzer. Smitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was vodka seven lime juice. That's yes, what it was. A hundred of those. In yeah. the mini pitcher. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. We are a weird species. Everyone did it. <laughs> Be safe out there tonight, Noodles. Be yeah, safe. I will. Big Be day fun. on Saturday. All right, guys. We'll chat soon. There you, you go. Joining us on the TELUS Insider Hotline, as mentioned, you could win one of six monthly prizes, including tickets to Calgary hockey games, awesome tech like AirPods, Apple Watches, and more. No purchase necessary. All you need to do is fill out a quick survey. I'm telling you, fill, fill out the survey and you could be winning this stuff. Enter for your chance right now, telus.com slash flames contest. What a guy. I love that he comes in and I think there was two for sure, if not three. Oh, I got a great story. I got to tell you the story. I, I, you know what? I got a great, I got a great story. I got to tell you. Keep trying to let, you got to go. You got to go. No, no, but just one more story. Oh, I'm okay. I got to tell you a story about a guy at Ezzy's in Edmonton. Yeah. Um, he'll do a great job. He'll be I awesome. No doubt. Yeah. And Kipper might surprise you because because of the kids, right? We're all at an age now I where we have think, kids, yeah. and it's you can't pretend that it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not for you could it put may on not, a brave face, but yeah. the the pride you would feel as a father to have your kids there and for them to experience that and to make that special for them is pretty cool. And again, maybe more so because his kids didn't get to see it. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I have no idea. My kids didn't see me play hockey either. So and my jersey's not going to the rafters. But if your kids have been with you, you had kids young and they were with you through your whole career. Hanging in the room. They experienced well, yeah. and you know what else? He's not he's not celebrated his career at all. No. He's driving the Zamboni at the local rink. He's fishing. Like, he is as low-key, yeah. down-low a dad as you could have. There's no way those kids can appreciate what he what he meant here. And so Saturday is the chance to yeah, do that. And you so know what? Cool. At the end of your career, nine out of ten players will be jaded because you don't really get to pick the end on your terms. And for for Mika, it was probably, yeah, like, you know, your body fails you or you don't get, see eye to eye with a coach. And it's very business at the end. That's why these things come years later. You don't retire a number six months later. Like, we're talking a decade here. And he will be reminded how much he was beloved in this I city. can't wait for the videos. Oh, man. Just like, There's post to post, full flexibility. Like, should be an empty six by four tapping on the back door, and Mika somehow gets Well, there was one other day that I saw, and Lubardius was on the call where he dives across and makes the paddle. Oh. I, it was Vancouver. I, I'm trying to remember who it was that shot it. And there's no, there's just, I mean, is it, is it, a, is it skill? Yeah, it's, but it's pure desperation. And maybe you make it one every 20 or 30, but that was the one, and everyone saw it. And it's just, it wasn't the, an outlier. He was making those kind of saves more often. Seemingly every two or three games, you'd be like, "Holy! Did you see that? How save did he get off the other night?" Yeah. You, he'll be talking about it. So, uh, Saturday at the Dome. Now, what is the doors open at five for the eight o'clock game? At five. Puck drop at eight. Ceremony starts at six twenty. Good. Um, I I know they only allow two beers per, but that's a long ceremony. <laughs> Maybe go stock up and do a second run. Yeah. I'm excited. This will be fun. I'm going to need shades. I'm going to get emotional. Emotional. That's what the shades are for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not because your eyes are floating in your head. 
Uh, we, we mentioned it's the, uh, I was going to do it for McLeod Law, a little <laughs> This Day in History, because it's February 29th. All right, sure. Uh, so McLeod Law, Peter Klein. That'd be rare. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to the following players. Henri Richard. Whoa. Dan Daou, former leave. Daou. Simone Gagne and Cam Ward, all born on February 29th. Boy. boy, Cam. So Cam Ward is 10 today. I was going to say, yeah. Something like that. It's almost a teenager. Is stupid, though. Feb 29. What are we doing? Very dumb. And again, sheep. People allowed it to happen. So he said, we're going to have to add a day. <laughs> okay. But if you really, yeah, like we started the show, why 28? What are we doing? Why is this month 31? Why is this 28? How do we come up with 20, like February's 28? Yeah, Jack. Come on, Jack. Figure this out. Come on, Jack. This is your generation is going to have to change this. Henri, uh, Richard, 11 cups or 10? Most of all time. Rocket's brother. I don't know. Yeah, Maurice is his brother, the Rocket. Mm -hmm. He was the better player, it's 10 but Henri sure. won the most. Yeah, I believe it's 10 That's for sure. That's a hell of a career. 10 rings, you get two fistfuls. How about, I mean, six teams? Yeah, there's the, a lot of those other six teams, no one had 10 rings, like most yeah. ever. Service Credit Union has brought back the big share, the service big share, sixth year in a row, and it's your chance to win a million dollars just by saving money. Anyone can enter by becoming a member and saving with service. Every $500 saved gives you five entries into the service big share contest. Transfer your existing savings to service for chances to win a million dollars. Contest ends April 30th, 2024. Skill test required for rules. Visit service.ca slash win. 11 go. cups. Yeah. It's decent. While we're talking about uh, about Kipper, and then we'll do the, uh, the Pinder report. Mm. I saw this article come up a while ago, and I wanted to remember it for this week. Um, and I'm just going to, I want to give credit where it is due here and see if I can dig it up. Uh, again, it ages you and you think about things, God, God we're getting old, we're getting old. Um, a huge fan of Mika Kiprasov when he was growing up, Golden Knights goaltender, Logan Thompson. Mm. Uh, this is from Jesse Granger of The Athletic. This was written uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Logan Thompson vividly remembers sitting on the floor of his childhood home in June of 04 watching Game 7. Uh, seven years old, cheering on the Flames. Flames, of course, didn't win. Two to one, Ruslan Fedotenko. He says, mm -hmm. I'm still devastated with a subtle lap. This is the goalie for the Golden Knights. Stanley Cup winner. Uh, I'm still devastated. Born and raised in Calgary, played for the Calgary Bisons AAA youth team as a teen. Has many memories of watching the Flames in the Dome. Uh... And because it was Mika Kiprasov retirement year, he wanted to do something special as a Kipper fan. He says, I was a big Kipper fan growing up. I remember he and Aginla impact players. Oh. Calgary was bad, but Kipper would give him a chance to win every single night, making ridiculous saves. He's the man, was his quote. So we'll kind of go through. So this is the gear, and I goalies know this stuff. This gear that you see there, I, Mika brought it out for the outdoor game. And then oh, would wow. wear it off and on. I'm not sure if he was a real stickler for gear. He kind of just felt like, um, I need new pads. Just bring in whatever. So those are the ones that had, uh, you can kind of, if you're watching on the thing, it looks just kind of like three stripes going up. He wanted to, this was Logan Thompson. He wanted to do something special. He talked with his equipment provider. So there's Kipper mm -hmm. in the stance with the, the Bauer in that gear. And Logan Thompson. Yeah. I didn't realize he wore this gear when Vegas came to Calgary earlier this year. This was his 
his tribute to Kipper. He says he's still his favorite of all time. He's wow. he, he just kind of patterns this guy. Now he catches with his with the other hand. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool that a guy in the NHL today has a Stanley Cup ring. This would be, and there's the the official kit when you order it from the uh, the wow. equipment company. That's the Bauer the uh, the Bauer gear. So that was pretty cool. Kipper meant a lot to people. Well, even it's funny because Mike Soroka is now pitching for the White Sox. We have him in there a couple times a year. He was a monster, monster Kipper Saw fan and went into net because of it and wasn't good and then switched to baseball. So, you know, just like you brought Mika to town, Mika put Mike in the majors. That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. But no, like who didn't want to be a goalie in Calgary if you were like a school age kid when Mika was here? Yeah. It's interesting. So, Logan Thompson, where's Aiden Hill from? He's Airdrie. Yeah, think. he's local. But yeah. like, and that's it, it does make a difference. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's the same soccer because soccer has been so good in Canada lately. Yeah. We're going to see a bunch of really good soccer players coming up. There's basketball. Vince Port. Carter had like all those guys high in the draft from, from yeah. Canada the last five, six years. Like, You've got a goaltender a that, yeah. that has an impact in regionally and, you know, yeah, in town here. More kids are, I want to be goalie. I'm trying to think. There, there was another one. There was another local guy that was, uh, was Jones. Marty no. Jones. He, he played, but he played here. Hitman. You're yeah, right. Aiden, there was another. But, yeah, there was another local guy. I think he played for the because Aiden Hill did. But there was another guy that was kind of a backup. But it was from that he'd have been in that same era, that yeah. same era for sure. And I think even if you if you were to talk to minor hockey, probably there were some really good minor hockey goalies that played in Calgary. Over Wouldn't be hard stretch. to get the gear signed up for that year. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be that. Jack. Okay, so you're mid twenties, right? Is that yeah, fair to say? Yeah. When someone says Miko, what comes to mind? You're like, oh, I heard he was good, or like, what stands out to you? Because like, we're I'm in my 40s. We're all in our 40s. I think for me, just like watching as a young kid with my dad, I didn't really know a ton about Kipper Iggy. Kind of towards the end, I did, but the pads definitely were one of the things that stood out. Okay. Everyone loved those Vaughn pads with like the the devilish kind of look on them. Um, I don't remember a ton. Yeah, and I wish I did. And that's sort of what you're talking about, where it's like it's almost like an outdoor game. This is for this market for a certain time. This this Saturday yeah. night, like if you, there's a 15 year age window where if you were in that pocket, this was the greatest goaltender on earth for a significant portion of those 15 years. It's another one of those things too for kids because I, I don't know. We talk about the Saddle Dome. It's like oh Saddle Dome, more from Logan Thompson. I love playing at the Saddle Dome. I'm playing at home. It's a rink I grew up loving. Uh, it's an easy game to get up for. Uh, more on Kiprasov. Growing up, he was always the man. I would put him there as a top five goalie in the NHL. He never had a good team. Think about it. The Flames were never really a powerhouse. The one year they went to the cup final, they were maybe in the playoffs as an eighth seed because of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always felt like I want to be that type of player. I always looked up to him, how calm he was in the net. Uh, then at the same time, he would do just ridiculous stuff. Competitive, but every time you watched Kipper get scored on, he'd have no emotion. He would put his mask up, take a drink of water, and just reset. He'd never get mad. He'd always go uh, goal line to the wall and back to the goal line. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's pretty. You can tell the impact that he had on on a guy who's now a number one in the NHL. Pretty neat. Oh boy, Mika. That's the impact we're having on uh, young uh, broadcasters. podcasters out there. Like, we're going to try to drink 15 drinks in an hour. And yeah. one of them dies and we get a lawsuit. No. It's waves we're making. Yeah. Something like that.
Just all about did, being. Did we talk about the trade yet? No. Do we care? Yeah, it's coming up in the Pinder Report. Oh, we certainly care. We well, talked about and, it a little bit. To be fair, if you want a lot of reaction, we we did an emergency pod last night. Boom from his car outside of an arena. I and, turned you off. Studio, good. Yeah. And how come you didn't start your vehicle? Oh, it's a diesel. It's loud. Uh, it would have been. Okay. Could have because the could've light kept going sure. on. I was That's curious right. because the light. Yeah. But I had it on. It's like this is this too, too loud. loud. And then I'm at this rink and I can't do it inside. It's kind of chilly last night and dark. We had a, if Connie does this trade in the middle of the afternoon, different story. Come on, Connie. Think about our lighting. And we're about to talk about the trade. Let's do it. So uh, here you go. Let's hit it. It's time for the Pinder Report, a presentation of Village Honda. The It's as though Honda designed the CRV for the city of Calgary and it's unpredictable weather. No matter what the conditions, the CRV sits atop the pack. Among compact SUVs, you'll feel confident behind the wheel of your CRV as Honda has included a plethora of driver safety features that come standard. Check out the CRV and more in the Northwest Auto Mall at our buddies, Village Honda, and online at villagehonda.com. And they present the Pinder Report. Yeah, big deal day yesterday, fellas, as uh, the Calgary Flames said goodbye to, uh, well, a warrior, a leader, a quiet but uh, heroic figure. Chris Tanev. There, three trades actually were made. There's a lot there. Essentially, the Devils got in as a third party to help eat more salary as Tanev gets to Dallas on a quarter, 25% of his $4.5 million. That's a hell of a deal for Dallas. Um, he fits exactly what they're looking for. For the Dallas Stars, it's a right-shot defenseman that jumps in their top four. They're not good at getting in front of pucks and uh, blocking shots. He is amongst the league leaders in that. And over his four years in Calgary, one of the best defenders in the NHL. Is he going to run your power play? No. Is he picking up points? Not very often. Is he great in his own zone, neutralizing chances against? One of the best. That's what Dallas just added, and they do it for the price of this year's second rounder, a kid that they drafted two years ago in the second round, who the Flames clearly like, and a conditional third that they don't even have to part with unless they get to the cup final, in which, hell yeah, give them that third. Yeah. It's a great deal for Dallas. Yes. Right. The jury will be out on the flames and who knows what else was there potentially. Now, the other part of it is too, if maybe Chris Tanov gets injured and uh, well, there's lots to it and the noodles and we've said yeah. it. And uh, of course, down the road is the only time you'll yeah. know, right? That's the only time yes. But they, he doesn't do the deal if there's better out there. Yeah. Conroy likes this player more than I think a lot of other people do. Um, and he has watched him a lot from listening to him speak with Flames TV yesterday, and he's had a lot of his guys in the in the org watch this from player. What I've my old D partner Jay McKee coached him in Hamilton. Odd for Jay to speak so highly of. Do you want to roll through some of that? Like I don't think that's off the record stuff. I think that, no, that it's, was, it's not. It's, yeah. It just speaks to what now, Jay McKee because this is he was with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Played. Yeah. They went to the to the like, Earthen Memorial Cup. Won the OHL championship. He was there for two years. Two full seasons. Yeah. In uh, the Ontario League, and Jay McKee, your old uh, teammate, his coach there. Genuinely a great human being. Incredible hard worker on and off the ice. Always in the weight room before players arrived to the rink. And long after they left, there were days where I'd be leaving the arena and I'd hear shots off the glass and from down the hallway, go take a look, and it'd be him still on the ice. Always did it without being asked. Like I mean, I it's everything you want it's to hear. All yeah. you yes. Stay at home style defenseman, but he moves the puck well, enjoys playing physically, and was a major success as an eighteen year old in our championship season. As an 18-year-old. Yeah. I don't say this often or lightly, but he's a special kid. 
Yeah. Yeah. And well, why don't we just jump to the head coach of the Texas stars? He's playing in the American league as a 20 year old. He's a left shot defenseman, good skater, physical player, defense first. Um, this is their head coach, a Calgary, and he's a first class individual. He wanted to say a few words. He hung around after the trade. He got scratched last night for their game because he was involved in the trade, waited till after spoke very highly of our organization his time here. We feel the exact same way about him. I told him I'm from Calgary. If he needs anything, a home cooked meal, let me know. Yeah. So this guy is, is, is winning people over everywhere he goes. And, you know, as a Russian guy, that's not often easy to do because it's a different culture. It's not home. He is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He's got nothing but Sterling character references everywhere you go. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be a great hockey player. Yeah. What it does mean is that you don't have to worry about the character. Um, one of Treliving's bigger gaffes in my mind was when he moved the second rounder for an exemplary human who just had no ceiling, and that was Curtis Lazar. His career high was two goals when he picked him up for a second rounder. And Curtis Lazar remained a fourth-line player that is an awesome human, and he's still in the league as a fourth-liner who's an awesome human. So. Nice to know you're getting an amazing human and you want to bet on that type of person overcoming the odds. But the profile they've picked up with this prospect is a guy that's going to have to beat the odds if he's going to be a regular. And he's going to be a TANF. That would be the high end. And I don't know that he, uh, top four is... is but it, Meaning but the style of play. It's style not going to be points. It's going to be a quiet yeah, performance, rug, yeah. rugged. And it depends on what else you have. Like TANF is a... Uh, uh, it sounds like I'm taking a shot at him as he leaves town, but... Is he a really a top four? I think he is. I think the defending. Well, is he's so a good. four or five. Okay. He's not, and and depending on who he's playing with, he's a clearly a four, right? Like I just see contenders lining up for Tanner to put him on a second pair. Like to me, that says he's second pair guy. Like yeah. in Edmonton, but, he slides right side second pair. I said her, right side second pair. If, and if you want to do the comparable, he was an undrafted player, and at twenty, no one was saying he was going to be. A, a coveted player in the National yeah. Hockey League. He didn't come in as a top four. Correct. Yeah. And, and he was undrafted and came right out of college as a free agent signing in Vancouver. My point being is that Tanev's an outlier. 
Mark Giordano was an outlier. If this guy's going to make it, he's going to have to be the outlier. That makes it a bit of a riskier bet. I think you're underselling it. He has a second round pick. Why would Dallas take him in the second round? Why was he ranked 10th amongst their prospect pool by people that are going to like, I'm not saying because they draft well, like where they were in the Dallas hierarchy does not mean it makes no difference as to what he is as a player. Well, I right? think if you're just going to look at where he was drafted, there's a lot of guys drafted later. Well, than then don't look at the list. prospect report. What if they have three or four guys at the top of their roster, like Stankoven so and, and I, Maverick Bork that are I, elite? I'm not saying this guy's going to be a good player. What I'm saying is you're asking this guy to be an outlier because there's not huge ceiling. No, you're not. That's just what I said. What do you mean I'm not saying that? You're not asking him to be an outlier. He's a second round pick. Yes. Who's put up no points anywhere. <laughs> and you're not asking him to put up points. First, you're never it's not his won. job. Correct. You've drafted the Etienne Morien, Morens, and you've got the Jeremy Poirier's, yes. and you've got the kid out of New York. So is it a slam dunk that he's an NHL? No, but it's so not for that's, anybody. That's my only point is that the, the most likely scenario for this player's profile is that he's a quad A or a six seven. But with the character, you're hoping that he can be a solid third pair guy for a long time because you love the way he plays and you know he's going to give it everything he's got work wise. I just I, I think you can that I, I don't think you're often portraying it that way, but it can be portrayed as it's the way you're saying it makes it sound like he's going to have a hard time making the NHL. And that's that's correct for everyone. Don't yeah. I'm not it's not an argument. I'm I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying he was also a second round pick. Like we covet second round picks. And yeah. it's odd. As soon as you become a second round pick, they don't covet the second round pick. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we gotta get these picks. We, oh yeah, second round pick. That's a good pick. Except now we've got a second round pick that's already been picked, and maybe he's not as good as a second round. Like it it depends, right? Because for the example for me, it would be like you look at William Stromgren, a guy that the Flames draft in the second round, you're like, meh, probably not a player. And then it's like two picks later, Stam Koval, give us that guy. So you just know more about the guy two years later. That's, That's all it you is. You do have a longer viewing of him. And but- so what I would say is if you view this as two seconds and a conditional third, does that change the way you feel about the deal? And if you like this player, you're probably saying, no, it doesn't. But what I'm seeing from a lot of people in other markets is that like, oh, is this the best prospect they could get? Because there's not a high ceiling. But it doesn't mean they can't win this trade. Absolutely, I think they can. The, the thing of it is, if, he, if you're going to judge it by points, because remember, the Flames make this trade, they don't get a point or two or three a year. They're not going to judge him on what he does offensively. They have offensive guys. It's what he does on the defensive side why they made this trade. Yes. It's his ability, his skating, his stick work, physical guy and pray he can play with shillington and he's and he's 20 i i just yeah no one's suggesting we know what the finished product is it's just that when you look at players that have done what he's done through draft year draft plus one and draft plus two it's like less than 10 percent turned into nhlers and that's fine you're betting on the best character compared to what just the same profiles like here's his age here's his birth date Here's his production. So it, it feels like production again. You're coming back to production because almost every, even the defensive defensemen produce at lower levels. How many what, points do you have in junior? Forty-five. Yeah, right. Like that's that that that's points. It's fine. I just it's this is a different. This is a, a unique case. So one year at college, Chris Tanev puts up twenty-eight points in forty-one games. This is my point. When you're a defensive defenseman, mm-hmm. you don't flash if you're doing things correctly. If you're playing well, you're not really noticed a ton. So it'd be easy for for these guys that do the scouting reports and everything else. Like, oh yeah, he's, I think I just not to interrupt you, but I actually think, and I've talked about it. And we've brought it up. 
in a day where you can't scrap, as a defensive defenseman, you're screwed. It's really hard to stand out, you right? You have yeah. to grind and do it continuously over and over and over and over to get noticed. Because you can't go get in a fight to, oh, he fights like that guy, right? Like there's, there's not a lot. He's not going to get points, clearly. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's fine. That's okay. I don't, you don't have to. But it's very hard for guys that are defensive focused to even get noticed. Now, what about Brostevich? Yeah. He's got tons of points. Tons. Yeah. So is he, it's red carpet to the NHL? Of course not. I'm just saying, like, you would say Chris Tanev's a defensive defenseman. He was almost three quarters of a point per game in college no, his first year. Do I you understand that? Yeah, I do. What so even the most defensive no, I, hear, I hear you. A defensive defenseman produced at yeah, the collegiate You're repeating level. yourself, and I'm saying and again, I hear you. at the American League level, he produced more than this guy yeah. in his first year. I think he can be a very nice piece. I there are think, many that think this is underwhelming. Scouts and people that work yeah, in front offices. There sure are. And so you know that's what? That's all there I'm are, telling you. As, as, you know what? There's some, it's, he's going to have a hard time making the NHL. You read some other guys, they're going to have a hard time keeping him out of the NHL by how he plays. The character you, won't, you wouldn't bet, bet against. By how 100%. he plays, not character. I'm just, there's, it's just seems there's so much out there that at 20 years of age, two seasons in North American hockey, as a junior and well it's this is this is what it is no it's one just, said what it is so i'm just sort you're of, telling me exactly what it i'm is. telling you that this is a longer shot but that i don't know what he's going to be that's all i'm saying and if he has the character he has i'd like you bet on that character if you're going to bet for sure i it, but if you're if you're drafting or trading for a player to play a specific role and clearly that's what this is they didn't go looking for the best defenseman they looked at their cupboard and says, offense, offense, offense. We're going to have to do a lot of teaching on the defense side with Poirier. Yeah, but they've got Kuznetsov and Solovyov who profile as third pair guys. It's not like they don't have those guys. That's why this deal was done. I, I get it. They, they really Conroy like the said as much yesterday. They like the play. Is that they get this guy because of the offensive abilities of those other three. That this can be a compliment to that. That's all. But if you're a team that drafted the guy hoping he's going to come in and get you points, and yeah, you're going to be disappointed, and he may have a hard time making the making your team because of that. But if they're looking for him to be defense first, and he can be that, what, what's then Pahal? He's got, I mean, Pahal to me is a guy you got on waivers who's in his mid-20s, is a 7-8 around the league, and Pahal would have outproduced him at all levels. Not that he's a defense-defense defense guy, but I'm just saying like it's a really... You can go back and look at profiles. This is a very, very, very rare profile that makes it. It doesn't mean he won't. That's all I'm saying. Um, and look, if you went to a neutral group of NHL observers, they would say there's guys with higher ceiling you could have chased, but Connie loves this player. Like, I'm not denying that. There is the characters to the roof, and he gives them an element they don't really have is the point you're making. That's, yes, that's just the main point that I'm making is that he is filling a role that they are wanting to fill. They're not starting from scratch, looking for the best seven defensemen. They're trying to augment what they have. And yep. they feel like this is the best way to do that, which I think gives him a better shot at making the NHL. If that's what they're looking for. If the spot that they're looking for, he's tailored for, I think gives him a head start. And, and the Bahal point's an interesting one because you can't go find top four defensemen on waivers almost ever. No, like maybe you have Gustav Forsling in Florida four or five years ago. It's very rare. The types of guy you can find, <laughs> they're third pair, six, seven, that yeah. have some physicality and some warts that don't produce offense. So 
that would be the argument against this type of a player as the prospect. But if you view it as two seconds and a conditional third, I think that's a nice return for 20 some games of Chris Tanev in a playoff run. Regardless, I just think that that's the market. But I was going to say, I said that to last night because it was yesterday. We were talking, well, if you get a couple first, you get a, maybe you get a first in the Tanev deal and you get a first in the Hannapin. Well, you didn't get the first. It's, I, I feel like immediately it's kind of a, you're, you're disappointed if you thought you were going to, well, wait another week. Maybe you'll get the first. It sure seems to signal from Conroy that I'm not getting a first. I think it almost signals to move on from this trade that yeah. uh, I think what Conroy was doing was just letting Pinder know that maybe we have to pump the brakes on what our return expectations are. Well, and it, again, well, it's I st- I'll stick with my substantially more for Hannafin than, than what we saw yesterday. Um, this is the I'll stay with it and I'll stay on the other side. You think it'll be similar? You don't I, think they got a first for Tanifin? What I was told I is so, be prepared to be underwhelmed. And people are underwhelmed with this one. And I think it'll be the same with Hannafin. Well, you were also told that there was a robust market for Tanif, though. And that, no, like, but listen, like I think all I'm saying is that if even if they get a first for Hannafin, is that are you no well, robust I, I think market it's first player plus robust like, robust means number of teams Lindholm. interested. That's yeah. what I there were 10 to 12 teams interested in them, but they mm-hmm. were all in that same price. Second range. plus, yeah. So I whether there's fewer teams or more teams or whatever, it just sounds like it, you're not going to get this haul for Hannafin that you maybe hope for. That's all. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm a little more bullish on it. And I, I heard from someone in a Western conference organization. They said they're going to get a ton for Hannafin. Now it could be a first plus plus, but that might not be, I don't know what, pe- what people expect. Are you, that's just it. Well, we'll see. Right. Like what I, is the for me, for me, if Conroy gets a Lindholm type return, that's oh, that'd be a monster. Holy yeah. shit. Like, wow. If you got the Lindholm deal minus the second prospect and the second pick, that's probably where we're starting. Roster player, prospect first. And that would be a good haul, I think, for him. Yeah, I agree. So if he can get that, good Lord. He's already added a full draft class. First, well, second, third, well fourth, fifth, another conditional. Today or tomorrow. So that we can. Yeah, and then just. Now, if you could get something done with Florida and Tampa, you're flying there on Thursday. You're going there anyway. You're flying there Wednesday. And they retained salary. A lot of it. Right? As much as they could. They retained half of that salary, and that's still the package that they got. That's what I'm finding weird is that I thought that there was they didn't want to retain salary on the Markstrom jersey. Well, they didn't want to do it on Zadorov. No, I know, but wasn't there? That was the hang up in the Markstrom deal. And I think the difference is that we're talking about like 600 grand. And if you're talking about retaining salary on Markstrom, you're talking about like no, I just meant that Jersey, $8 million dollars over the next three years. Why was Jersey asking Calgary to to eat money on Markstrom, but now they're eating money for because it's for this year it and was it's such only a small amount. It's less than three hundred grand in real salary. It's they got the, a fourth rounder for less than three hundred grand. Yeah, it's the it's the prorated what's left on Tanev's. It's deal. a third of a deal, and they're eating twenty five percent of it. Whereas for Markstrom, it's it's the full year, the full year, year and, and then all of next year and the year after. So it's a bigger ask for sure. It's a huge ask. Yeah. Like to eat between now and April 18th, that's all anyone's yeah. doing here. This yeah. deal is done yeah. April 18th. He stops getting paid. I still say New Jersey. Grab him and give him a twist. Show us what I you're about. There's something going on. I think they might in June. Yeah, man. Shorty. Uh, wild card looks like this. Let's go. We got a couple of decent matchups tonight uh, that involve teams here. In fact, Nashville, Minnesota, we'll hear from later. They clash. That'll be an interesting one. Minnesota's found a little traction here, Dino. They were well under 500 a while ago, getting healthier. So they're not trading Mark Andre Fleury. So well, that's- and that's kind of up to him, and that makes sense. They're in it, and he doesn't want to go back up somebody, right? Like, let's be honest. Likes it there. They're in a chase. They got good horses there. 
I thought I always wondered if Pittsburgh was in a position, if maybe he'd go back there, but they're in I don't know if they're in a spot than Minnesota is, I think. Yeah, and Jerry's been fine. Is you want to go back up for just a sentimental thing? It'd yeah. be cool to see him go back. Maybe the one day contract or something. He'll, he feels like a penguin when he goes out, right? It certainly does. Uh schedule wise, what are we looking at? Well, it's two and then gone. Uh make sure you leave the, the water and the Tylenol by the side of the bed on March 2nd. That's me tonight. <laughs> That's going to be, by my rough math, about uh, uh, six to seven hours of saddle dome time. So adjust appropriately and accordingly. Monday, Seattle, they're right in there with the Flames. I feel like Seattle's kind of becoming Columbus. Like, they just kind of feel irrelevant. Not good, not bad, no you. identity. I have not paid close attention. Well, and it's sure. like, what, what do we, if I say you? them? Like, yeah. last year in the playoffs a little bit. Oh, well, maybe they're doing And then, and then puff then, gone. I like their goal song. I like I like their jerseys and logo. Yeah, yeah. I like what they're apparently doing the rink is awesome. Rink yeah. I, it doesn't, but the team nothing, nothing. Yeah, it still feels like an expansion. Collection. I mean, Vegas went to the cup in year well, one. There you go. What have you guys done? What have you, seriously? What have you done for us lately? Um. Okay, that's all the sports. All right. Heavy debate. Oh, is that it? Well, we got a lot of <laughs> shit. A lot, and it starts with our barn animals. And look, we've got um, the great clips inbox where people can contribute. Also on social. Mm-hmm. But uh, someone has gone to the effort of designing some T-shirts for us, uh, I think using AI. So we, we have a no rat policy on uh, the Pinder Report. This is day two of that. So this guy's got you a Boomertown Rats T-shirt coming soon, sponsored by the Pinder Report. Very good. Although those look like mice, don't they? What are the Boomtown Rats? What's oh. the face? <laughs> and then because Frank's jacket is still in your closet at home, there's the proud collector of Canada Goose with Dio's <laughs> shades on. This guy gets us. This Proud is, collector. I am for sure. Yeah. Uh, feathered and lethal. Okay. I think we know what that's about. I should go to the mustache. That'd be a vibe, wouldn't it? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> what the bleep are you looking at? See you next Tuesday. There's a jacked <laughs> kangaroo with jeans on. Like, that is amazing. Uh, like, I, this who is doing this? Just someone on Twitter. I saw it this morning when I woke up. See you at Greta Dean. There's a rat riding a three wheeled motorcycle. <laughs> oh, this is, see this when you use the internet for good, not evil. This is gonna happen. <laughs> it's a crocodile with a bunch of newspapers and glasses in a suit saying, Time for the Pinder Report. We have had a lot of reptiles. This if, week. if there was a mullet on the on yes. the crocodile, that would be good. Uh, Barn Burner Weekly, Rhett Warner spelt wrong. And then uh, remember, it's the parents' fault and the important of not interrupting, Cammy. <laughs> and it uh, looks like a magazine cover, episode one. I need to give a shout out to this guy. That, yeah. that literally just fell into our laps at like seven this morning. I feel like there's some deal we could strike up with this guy. I did. We've, we've certainly put pushed worse stuff onto the market. <laughs> say that. Um, and this is David O'Brien. David, thanks a bunch. Out of boy, Dave. Ghost to ghost, G H O S S on Twitter or X. So shout out to him. That? Now you uh, remember the, the the pandemic hit. You got on the bike and you yeah. were big into workouts. Yeah, yeah. I the, the your roommate, the woman you live with, mm. sent us a video. You've got a new regime starting. And, well, of course, yeah. There, so there's Boomcat. Yeah, there I am. And no, like a kid, I guess. Tell him this. There it is. My bear. And I don't know who it's called. <laughs> the good news is that bottle didn't break, Dean. And I didn't know you were a Rangers fan, but it's happened bad for a few years. Bad ankles. 
Um, let's. I've got a shirt here. What do we got for the shirt? Hmm. Shirt, shirt, shirt. Yeah. Okay. So here it is. You go shopping. How are you going to look in this stuff? This guy's got it all figured out. He just slides it right. Oh, okay. Oh, that's going to be a little baggy on me. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I shop. Yeah. See, easy. That's the thing. If you buy it online, not going to stores, how do you know what it's going to look like? Well, now you know. Not bad. Uh, kids these days, right? Eh? Just yeah, pain in the ass. Just these days. Yeah. Messing with parents. Uh, we got a collection of kids doing dumb things. So this is good here. This is uh, this is cool dad here. Mousetrap surprise. That's what it's called. Dad leaves for bathroom break. These kids. Film it. These kids are doing it. Mousetrap in the oh. bag of popcorn. A few moments later. Mm. And they're just playing coy. They just love it. What do you do? You yell at them? They just won the Super Bowl. Must have mice in your house if you get a mouse trap. Mouse trap. Yeah. Now, when they get older, they go to parties. You, you always got to be careful when you and the shoveler go on vacation, right? Because the kids might throw a party. Well, they, yeah. Have at her, boys. Get her. Yeah. Well, just make sure you don't invite this kid. So this is a chandelier in some sort of second floor ledge. They're going to try to do the swing off the chandelier. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> dude's pretty confident. <laughs> I'm a little worried about the structural uh, oh. <laughs> Dumb animals. We are so stupid. It gets stupider. So then outside, you know, you have the chandelier swing inside. Outside, people are playing with fireworks, like mm-hmm. parties these days. Jack, you, you, your generation needs to learn how to party. Oh, no. This looks like one of the Chuck isn't it? The long lost Kachuk brother. <laughs> that can't feel good. No, can't feel good. No, you, you wasted a firework because they just dropped it on the ground and then it would have gone off. Idiot. We've got a, a carnival ride that uh, I don't know if it's faulty or if this guy's doing it wrong. So I think it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles themed ride. It's not the redhead here. It's behind him. So you have to move your wings to try to steer. But this guy loses balance and now he's just. Oh, he's in a yeah. Uh, he's he's in a death spiral. Here, he is in a like. death spiral, and yeah. it looks like one of his shoulders is kind of sliding out. I'm worried about his safety here. And now the right, we're just getting started. Is this a West Ed? By the way, this is in in the mall. It looks like. And he's still just. <laughs> Stop the ride. <laughs> just buzzing. Stop the ride. Yeah, he's secure. Just keep it going. I think he's got his wings set on full twist there, guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, and now he, this is lap three. He's really buzzing here. I don't know what he had for lunch, but we're about to find out. <laughs> and everyone's noticed by now. It's, uh, yeah. So, but there again, did he start? Was he being a. I think he lost his balance. Spin? And then next thing you know, he gets into the spin. See, so he reaches and then he's like, oh, boy. Oh, no. And then it's just, we're off. I'm off to the races. <laughs> It's just where does the where does this stuff come from? Oh, the internet, team. Oh, great. Um, it's, it's all science. No horses. <laughs> horses. 
but you got to earn their trust, right? You know, that's why when your kids, you always get like, give them a carrot mm-hmm. or have the apple out of your hand beside the fence. You want to be friends with the horse before you try to get on the horse. Because if you're not, you know, this horse is nervous. Oh, oh, is that a row of teeth that just lost? Something goes flying. Is it, is it the glasses? The hat's gone, glasses, teeth. What are we working with you? Oh, both. Boy. They're good at high kicking for that. No, that is a uh, that's a hospital bed for a while, I'm thinking. Holy cow. Now, Dean, this one's especially for you because you're the shark lover, and I know you're all about protecting yeah, the sharks. Sure do, yeah. They can be dangerous. Here's a group oh. of a bunch of people <laughs> swimming with the, yeah. No, but don't worry, they got like tanks and I'm sure the shark you just gently push their nose away that's how you deal with sharks that's right, right yeah so just very gently direct them oh. and um oh, oh that's not gentle at all and uh, oh, oh hi. boy yeah, yeah. Just hey saying hello to everyone oh my god Oof. that's just nightmare and again the shark's just doing his thing in shark line right why are you in my living room exactly trespassing why are you room. in my living room and touching me on the nose i don't think so this stay, this stay one's gorgeous. called bat face <laughs> take the doors off oh. <laughs> friendly fire dude Oof. oh see i like that one the horse one i was the guy's not trying to this guy's an idiot yeah, that's, he, he earned it. You that's think? bad face. Yeah. Bigger? Yeah. Bigger? I got another bike one. I know we had the guy bad off face. the second story yesterday. This is different. Yeah, we got to learn about <laughs> these center part ones. You think you know what you're going to get. Is that a unicycle? And then, no, stick just back wheel. Okay. But look, he misses so the taxi. Everything's going to be fine. Oh. <laughs> AirPods stated, no? I, see, everyone thinks it's the taxi, and then, no. It's the motorcycle. How mad would you be if you're the motorcycle guy? Yeah, not mm. impressed. Like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? What have I driven into here? Yeah. What were you doing? And right, it's a bit of a throwback. I didn't have a ton of time to go over it, but uh, I saw a promotional video uh, from your neck of the woods. So it's your current neck of the woods. So let's have a look. Need a place to go after a hard day's work? Well, head on out to the Sundowner for the classiest, sassiest experience in French table dancing. French. The Sundowner, Lundy's Lane, Niagara Falls, Canada, open six days a week, noon to 1 a.m. Come in for a great lunch special or a full course meal anytime. Delicious. Always full bank exchange on your currency. The Sundowner, an easy drive from where you are right now. Visit us soon. We've got first class sass. There it is, right? <laughs> now I need a first class sass. Some shirt. sass. Yeah. I need a first class sass shirt. You need well, three shirts. Get, yeah. get ghost, uh, ghosty ghost there. To yeah. Go to yeah. work on it. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. That's where, from wherever you are. It's very close wherever to Wherever you right are right now. now. The French table dancing, which, of course, fancier <laughs> yes, it is. than your ordinary kind. It is a common in the, the Niagara escarpment region to have the Chicken wings fed to you by a woman in a fur <laughs> coat. <laughs> Very that classy. A diet? Right? That's part, yeah. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fur coats. There it is on a Thursday. I always like to kind of let a beat go before we mention the next. Right. Yeah. It's just. Village Honda. Huge selection of used 
pre-owned, all makes, all models, all budgets, over 90 units on site, access to more than 500 more inside the dealership group, make Village Haunted the one-stop automotive destination in Calgary. They are definitely worth the trip. Village Honda located in the Northwest Auto Mall. Sundowner, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fairfax, Sundowner. That's <laughs> Ottawa. Mm-hmm. That's hit list from the 90s. Really double O's. Mm-hmm. And is it not that far from you? It's not bad. Yeah. What is the difference between English and French table dancing? Oh. Hey, Google. Yeah. Jack. So which one were you not going to? Because I was in here and they were <laughs> prepping and Jack actually stepped. He's like, Ryan, no, like, we can't do this. We can't play this. Some dude's leg scooter. was backwards after scooter incident. Oh, yeah, his foot was pointing where his ass was pointing. That's not supposed to go that way. Walk both ways. Well, then we, we did one yesterday, didn't we? On the This one was, was way doing worse. The, yeah, it was. Worse. I can't. I can't. I can do the mouse shit. I can't do the. No, but the dude was on the weight rack there doing the leg oh, extension. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he went the wrong way. On him. Yeah, mm. something about that foot pointing the wrong way. Really off putting. Yeah, not great. Let another beat go. Tourism Jasper spring <laughs> has basically sprung. It is time. the uh, The spring cabin properties Ooh. are opening up soon. We've been telling you about it's kind of one of the unique things up there. You go, you get, it's cabin country. You get up there, you rent a cabin. Pine bungalows open April first. The Alpine Village May second. Patricia Lake bungalows May third. It's coming. Takara Lodge May sixteenth. Sunwapta Falls Mountain Resort May sixteenth. Now you're like, boom, it's. February 29th. Booking though, dude. You got to get on it. You got to get on it. The uh, spring skiing, it's still winter up at Marmot Basin. Spring skiing around the corner. The new knob chair is spinning, offers epic views and new terrain access. Family ski deal, two adults, two children aged 17 and under. It's a family pass consisting of four one day tickets for only $298. There you go. Get on it. It's a beautiful spot, beautiful part of the world. Jasper.travel is the website but for these uh for the discounts and that jasper.travel slash current dash deals there you go so jasper.travel just get to jasper.travel you'll find page. it yeah. you'll, you'll find it there you'll find it there for sure uh how now yesterday we had a uh, food delivery from our buddy greg up at oh wonton meats and fridge is full right now jack is that right loaded up did you guys take because you took some home retro, yeah. and I took some home. Rosie was here for Department of Discipline. He took some home. Oh, he, he must was have, thrilled. His mind must have been blown when he walked in. What is this? It's like, what did I walk into? I just had lunch. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, my kid was ecstatic. He's like, Dad, what is that in the fridge? What are you talking? All yours, son. Ribs? Is that like ribs and potato salad from the? Yeah, it is. Oh. Well, can I? Can I? Yeah, buddy, you can. You can. He's just gone. I've been big guy. And then, and then last night I had to leave for a little bit. Obviously, was at the rink. Came back. He's making his lunch. Dad, are there any ribs left? <laughs> well, I don't know what was in there. Did you uh, eat give all us the-, the update there, son? Because uh, I haven't been here since you started eating them. Well, what? Yeah, what was? Is there? Is there any left? You're asking me. I don't. Is there? Blank screen. <laughs> Did you eat them all? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Then okay. there's no, then there's none left. So you answered your own question. <laughs> the math. <laughs> and then Keller texts like, so uh, no potato salad hangover today? Nothing. Like, oh, you don't know that. <sighs> I ate a lot of potato salad. I, that's all I ate yesterday. I had some ribs here what and then took some home and they went poof. And I had more potato salad here. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got home and before I left, then again, when I got home, 
Be grazed on potato salad. It's good living right there if you can get it. It's so good. And again, it was like a torso-sized vat. It was quite. They don't. The uh, they don't publicize the potato salad. They no don't need. advertise it. Yeah. You guys could talk about. Is there anything else you guys can talk about on the potato salad? We sell a lot of things here, but uh, it seems like it's the potato salad. And we said it yesterday. I don't, I had no affinity for potato salad before this. No, nor anywhere else after. It's only this potato salad. Well, my yearly picnic, I would have some potato salad. Other than that, the immediate, the first thing you notice is like that's not the color that I'm used to. Usually, it's that yellowy kind of mustard. In the... This is like white. Yep. Potatoes are very crisp. And look, there's some bacon looking there's at me. So much bacon in here. Oh my god. Bonton Meat Market. I'm mouth is sweating. 28 Crowfoot Circle Northwest. Uh, it is the best. That's we keep saying it. The best AAA Alberta beef, free-range poultry, grain-fed Alberta lamb, milk-fed veal, fresh Alberta pork. Mm. Once again, the Calgary Consumer Choice Award winner for best deli meat market. It's our buddy Greg Bonton Meat Market. Been great to us over the years, continues to be. So is Retro gonna be in studio? I know exactly. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe. There's a good chance, yeah, perhaps. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to do. That. Oh boy, why don't you just get a prescription? Somebody texted in. He's, I'll read it, I guess. It's from Sean. Thanks, Sean. And actually, this is for well, whatever. Back in the day, I lived in Calgary. Was a frequent flyer at the ninth and fifth original Cowboys. Oh, we'd see Kipper and Dion in there on many occasions. My buddy's cousin was an Oiler fan bag but had a rocket for a girlfriend he would send her into the corner where Fanuf and kipper would hang out and get her to get drinks from dion who was young and single and thought he was a big wheel <laughs> she would then bring the drinks over to her boyfriend for him to drink he thought this was the best thing ever meanwhile there's kipper sitting in the corner drinking smoking a dart even though there's no smoking just minding his business being a flames fan i did go over to say hi to kipper first thing he says how many drinks has your buddy got through that girl? <laughs> uh, I replied, oh, he's not my buddy. I don't really think he's doing that. Kipper's like, I don't care. I think it's funny. I just have a bet going to see how many it is. <laughs> so Kipper, chestnut checkers, in on it. Totally. Um, and I guess it's, did you ever see anything quite like this? I think it's just more of an appreciation, a Kipper appreciation thing than anything else. I know, but no. I can see it. He loves a good laugh and could care less about how many yeah. drinks Dion has to pay for. You guys had the rule of the roost in that joint. That was quite something for a while there. Uh, hey, Rhett. I haven't been able to sleep through a night since the slideshow at Rhett's Roast. Any ideas on how to see those photos? So somebody had, quick, had an early night, I guess, at the uh, at the roast and didn't see the slideshow. Does anybody still have? Uh... Oof, I don't remember slideshows, so I, was say, I would love to watch it as well. Rhett didn't even see Clark Well, never mind a slideshow. Cabbage rolls, we asked that one. Retro, who was the guy on the 04 team or that group? who would drink more than they would eat on a road trip, if you know what I mean. I guess just as their big boozer. Who wasn't? Oh, yeah. Or she says, hey, we're going for dinner. Oh, are you? I'll have uh, a triple martini. <laughs> With your steak? No steak. Hold the steak. That was the era when guys stopped 
started to stop drinking before games, night before games. So that was a transition from when you started to when you had finished. Yeah. Like going out the night before a game, you'd always go out and eat when I first started and you'd have drinks. Yeah. Not that that meant staying out till two in the morning, but there was bottles of wines and some beers and Mm -hmm. a couple drinks at least. Yep. And then guys, that was around the first time guys were like, ah, we play tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to lay off. But Montador never said no to any. Yeah. I think there's probably a few of those guys. I was going to say, like, the 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 sore, the, the sticking out like an odd thumb would be the guy that doesn't enjoy yeah. the sauce on that crew. Uh, this is from Jim. Hey, Rhett, looking forward to Kipper Night. How close were you guys to missing a morning skate after a night of partying? Never. Never close. Not close, or how close was it? Uh... We maybe should not have been going to the right. rink, and we maybe should not have been on the ice, but we never... Well, I know there was one instance where he maybe missed, but the rest of us weren't at that. Like, what it was I like, was not going to show up? Yeah. No. You always... You mean he had the maybe a little bit of wiggle room he to had the, yeah. not be in yeah. attendance? And it, it was also during a playoff run, so don't think they wanted to make a big deal of it load management yeah load management <laughs> load management off ice workout today for kipper yeah uh hey retro uh is from ian you ever made yuckla flux which is what yuck yucka fox yucka yuckla fox or whatever i have Do you know what it's, this is no nah, it rings a bell though. it's you kind of a before. prairie thing yeah, yeah. just a bunch of booze the one we made it once and it was like we can never do that again it was you just get a big pail just s mix and it's what have you got? Yeah, Shit and it's sense. kind of white white liquor, white mix, and then fruit. There's a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of it's supposed to be that you just you bury fruit yeah. in booze, and then it's like gummy bears. Even mm. sink them into a bottle of vodka. And- Watermelon's still a move. Hey, a little hole in the yeah. top. Yeah, but it, that's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah, and you get messed up. I'd think so. Yeah. Moose milk we used to make too at the lake all the time. Oof. What's that? Same sort of thing. It just it's evil. That's mm. what it is. This is from James. Hey retro old boy. How come when I eat corn, I get to see it twice on the way in and the way out? Doesn't digest, obviously. Is that what it is? Maybe you should stop eating the corn. It is for you know what? As long as you put it in the right end, that should uh, that corn's stubborn. It's putting up a fight in there, mm-hmm. right? A force field on those things. Like whatever breaks down your gut, your gut stuff. It's usually that's kind of something. If you actually, if you thought about it, it's like clearly this was not meant to yeah. be ingested. And it's a and it's it's not really a, a healthy vegetable, right? It's a carb. Yeah, I. I it's it, you know what it's a it's a why do you liar. eat corn yeah why, well i'm asking if you ate corn what do you for the butter and salt probably? exactly yeah, it's like popcorn it's popcorn it's a vehicle yeah it's a vehicle for salt and butter your yeah. salt and butter it's it. it it's the only reason yeah 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 do uh from mitchell hey rhett has huberdo totally redeemed himself no. yet what are you talking? Totally redeemed. Makes- I think he's using the play on words from yeah. the Dumb and Dumber, but uh, right. But he overpointed game. Didn't we? Didn't you have that yesterday? In the new year, uh, or since, the break, yeah. since the All Star break, the All Star break. It was since the Lindholm trade, I believe, was the breakdown. He had twelve and Kadri had eleven, something like that, in ten games. Hey, we're much happier with what's happening than 
he's pulling the rope in the right direction. He does not look yep. like a man that got lost amongst NHLers wandering around a playing surface, getting in some cardio. He's, he's pulling the rope. This is from Stewart. Hey, Rhett, when you make pizza at home, do you make your own dough? I have. I rarely make pizza at home. Pizza is kind of a specialty item. Yeah. And a lot of good pizza out there. There's lots of people that make a damn fine pizza. And I take joy in ordering that damn fine. Pizza. Is there a particularly unique to Buffalo style or flavor or order of pizza topping? No, just the, mm. the it's always the New York pizza where it's okay, yeah. thinner and the yeah. cheese. Bigger. And they fry the pepperoni before baking the oh, pepperoni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of chase move. Mm -hmm. I have a I have my if you want a pen, you write it down. Yeah. For what? Pizza dough. Yeah, no, I don't give a shit about your pizza. No. no, it's not too different than making buns. You just get to do a different shape at the end, right? No, it's different. Okay. I got a pen still. I don't know that you're gonna be making pizza dough. All right, it's ask right anyway. <laughs> it's true. You didn't care. Uh sorry, I lost here. Where go back? There we go. Yeah. So that was a no on uh, no, Huberdo. No, Huberdo. by the way, he's on pace for 52 points, which would be less than last year's 55. But that's kind of uh, ignoring that he was awful the first half and has been much better. Let's of get 60 plus and we'll be we'll let it slide and then we'll hope for more next year. If you want to hang around a point per game for the whole second half, there will be hope yes. moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rhett. This is from Eric. Eric. I've seen a lot of the European players dressing very fancy when they come to the rink mm. i would guess again hl Pasternak. where would kipper rank in the well-dressed european category he was dressed good for a while because the shoveler worked downtown at one of those fancy stores and Ooh. he gave her a credit card and i told her much like kipper did to dion with the drinks mm -hmm. i told her you feel free to spend as much as you want honey <laughs> take home a big fat commission check Wow, I did not know about this chapter. Oh, of the yeah. He's had a few little side uh, hustles. Oh, okay. yeah. It was awesome. I loved it. He goes, just tell her to pick some stuff. So I said, you spend as much. Yeah, yeah. Like there were watches and suits. and Oh, yeah. And this was when he was into the uh, the nice contract. Yeah, the, he was the making, big one. He was still, holy F. What oh, yeah. The... And what did you buy me here? Well, did you look good, Mika? <laughs> It's quite a it's quite a situation that Warner's got going. You no, know, it wasn't. I think I asked you this already. Didn't you sell him a car? He bought a car. He bought, he a bought car my car and didn't pay for it. No, he paid me oh, for he? it, but he absolutely hosed me. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was okay being hosed because in my back of my head, I'm like, he's probably made me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, oh, yeah, okay. the couple grand that I didn't get comes was, out in the wash. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it was that, funny though when he came over to drive it. We're pulling out of the. The garage, and it all of a sudden, it's that burning smell. And we went half a block, and it shut down. Oh, hmm. Bryce just went, <laughs> and that's when his kid. And then we went back inside, pushed it in the garage, yeah, and started drinking. It was the night before a game, mm. and his youngest started to stood on the table and pissed off it onto the rug during supper. Kids, yeah. But we were having fun, so it didn't matter. Yeah. 35 million that last deal. Six years work. From Kevin for Ask Rat. I had leftover pulled pork and used it for quesadillas. It was good, but I think chicken is the better option. What is your option for the meat in a quesadilla? Don't make quesadillas very often, but 
pulled pork doesn't sound like a traditional. I can see how it turned into carnitas or barbacoa. I think you got to add some some fried peppers and onions and stuff in there if you're doing it. That sounds like a fajita, though. It does. But aren't all those, I'm sorry. but All the same family. And a lot of it is. It's just how it's wrapped, like a Mm -hmm. burrito and a taco and a tamale. And a lot of them are. Empanadas, open-ended, and sauce on top. Because a fajita, you're kind of using the raw tortilla. With the the, uh, quesadilla, you're grilling it. Yesterday it would be you're two rounds it. and yeah. you cut it or folded in half. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Cut into triangles. Yeah. I don't know what this is. Uh, hey, Rhett. My hangout was Delectable Delights, the one with the yellow awning. My buddies owned it. Ralph and Sanjay say hello. Do you have any idea? Delectable Delights. Is that uh, sort of a greasy parlor? What do we got there? I don't know. Delectable Delights. Is that like the sun? I forget a lot of things. Coffee shop. From Terry. Back, back up. Hey, Rhett. Have you tried the PB&J French toast sandwich yet? Oh, wow. I have not. No. I'm not. That's very sweetsy. I was going to say, and then if you're, if you're putting like syrup on top of that. Yeah. Powdered sugar. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you saw Iggy drink, what was his favorite drink? Oh, I don't. I don't think he has a favorite drink. Yeah. I think you'd have the odd beer, maybe a vodka here and there. Well, if you let's say uh, you guys are out and about, you want to buy Kipper a beer, or you want to buy Kipper a drink. Hey, thanks vodka. for the memories. Mm. Vodka on the rocks. I think he actually liked vodka crayons, vodka crayon soda. Yeah. Sounds about vodka right. Red Bulls. Beverage. Vodka Red Bulls happen the odd time too. Yeah, but... sure. You pick you up. You know what? He's a he's a simple man. Doesn't need anything. Uh, He's too crazy. No, we'll get him started on the, the BBBs. Yeah, very nice. Uh, that'll do it. Thank you to uh, for Bonton Meats for getting a little ask red for us and uh, for everything yesterday. Yeah, oh my oh, god, jeez, spread for you name it. Ask Rhett at flamesnation.ca is the email address to get your questions in every Thursday. We do ask Rhett. Let's take a look at our Betway bets. There are uh, 12 non flame games tonight. It's a lot, it's a lot, yeah. What about the Flames game? Uh, no Flames game. Okay. Yeah, so Are 12. they off? Okay. Yeah, they're off tonight. So, uh, Betway app, get it on your phone. Get it wherever you need it, wherever you're most proficient. Is it at a, at a desktop? Is it on a tablet? It's close by, wherever you are. Wherever you are, it's, <laughs> it's very close by. First class that <laughs> with Betway. Bet the responsible way with Betway. A uh, couple different games. Speaking of Buffalo, oh, they are... Uh, in Tampa Bay, Braden points on a bit of a heater. And the Lightning are in a spot here, fellas. Devils have games in hand and are not that far back of the final wild card. Lightning are clinging. Last playoff spot. Detroit's been on a heater. Five goals in points last seven games. He's on a nine-game point streak. But in terms of goals, we'll take an any timer mm. for a plus 135. And Winnipeg at Dallas, the Stars. Won- Won't have Chris Tanev yet. Sorry, go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. The Winnipeg Jets are at the Dallas Stars tonight. The Stars are 1-3-3 three, and three in their last seven. The Jets have won four in a row. Jets are plus money. On a money line at plus 110, I'll take the Jets. Because the Stars won't have Chris Tanev yet. Maybe for Saturday. Certainly by next week. There we go. The hold up. 
top-notch reporter. Uh, I'm going to focus in on the Dikembe Matumbo Bowl or yeah. whatever the bowl center in Montreal is. Uh, he was an old Panther back in the day, I believe. Kachuk on an absolute heater in the new year. Uh, remember, he was stuck at like eight goals back in December or whatever. He's still getting points here or there. Sternum. Um, Ron Sternum. <laughs> He's been much better in the new year. Plus 140 for two plus points. And another guy that's really come on strong in the second half. Yuri Slavkovsky, who I think we were using the B word with, uh, bust. Uh-huh. Uh, he's been excellent of late, really coming into his own, and the points and goals have followed. He's even money to get a single point against Rhett's old Panteros in Sunrise, Florida. There you go. Plus money around the board. Just finding value for you everywhere. Trying. Those are our Betway bets. You can use them. You can not use them, but uh, bet the responsible way with Betway on the Betway app wherever. You, uh, yeah, whatever you want to do. See, McDavid finally scored that incredibly horrid run of what 22 points in nine games is over. Yeah. Yeah. He's finally snapped that Really off. good to see him not struggling finally. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a five on five goal, though. You know, yeah, so yeah. Play that way in the playoffs. No three on three there. Uh, so with that said, 12 games tonight, but it doesn't mean maybe you're not going to do maybe something else. I'll talk. I don't know. It's DoorDash. You know, DoorDash, mm-hmm. it comes right to your door, whatever it is you want. When you want, from where you want, whenever you want it. And right now, for people who are watching and listening, Barnburn. Hey, how about this? Look at this deal. Limited time, though. 25% off your first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees with the promo code NATION25. NATION25 triggers that deal. So what is on the menu for DoorDash? It's the uh, Bruce Cassidy Bowl, I believe, in uh, Vegas. No, in Boston, as the Golden Knights are facing uh, Meth Bear, the Bruins. Gotcha. Could be a Stanley Cup preview. Five o'clock start there for that one. Winnipeg, Dallas, we talked about. That's a nice Central Division clash. Both those teams vying for top spot in the division with Colorado. That's going to be a nice race to the finish for home ice and who gets to play a wild card. Minnesota, Nashville, two teams entangled in a wild card chase and race. Nashville currently holds wild card two. Minnie's been rolling a little better of late since getting a bit healthier. And finally, the Kings and the Canucks. Vancouver's 500 since the Lindholm deal. Hate to see it. He's not been uh, tore up. Great. Is he pouty there? How could he be pouty there? I don't know. Can't be pouty there. Is he not trying? Is he? Maybe he doesn't want to be there either. It's a lot of. Speeds. He didn't get to pick. Yeah. Didn't get to pick. It's such a nice. It's a. He'll get to pick city. this summer. He will get to pick. I don't summer. think he'll get to pick his salary, but he'll get yeah. to pick his market. And uh, yeah, Canucks just okay since the deadline and the all since the All Star break in the trade, and the Kings. We just saw that this will be their third and four nights as they. Edmonton, Calgary, now Vancouver. Right. There you go. That's what's on the menu for DoorDash. Dash that for the win with DoorDash. Get the DoorDash app and use it today. I saw it because Kent Wilson was on with me the other night for Afterburner. Yeah. And we got talking, I guess, kind of got into the Manjapani discussion and what how things are going there. And then I saw he was on X yesterday, kind of interacting with some people. Manjapani or Kent? Uh, Kent. Okay. Uh, talking about Elias Lindholm and the the notion of how much money he's maybe cost himself oh. if in fact there was a high eight nine million dollar contract from craig conroy yeah at some point uh does does he get that it's a max seven year deal what does it look like and i guess i hadn't really thought about it, just kind of out of sight out of mind i don't really think about that now because it was clear he was not going to get get nine i don't know what it looks like now because there's there's story to be written. He could be very good for them in the playoffs, and then 
earn some of that back. I think that's probably the key if he wants to make that kind of dough. He can probably go get it with a great playoff run, but not the way he's going. Man, I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of vibes you guys have around Vancouver, but this is going to be the first time for a lot of that core in the playoffs outside of one weird little one in the bubble in Edmonton. Yeah. And it's like they don't have that momentum they had in the first half. Every fifth puck isn't going in like it was in the fall. I love their goalie. Quinn Hughes is a star. Sounds like Pedersen's extension is going to get done. He's an RFA this summer, one year away from UFA. But like, would anyone be surprised if they got bounced in round one by like a red hot LA or someone? Like, just yeah, they don't kind of feels like 2018 Flames or like, yeah, okay, you won the West, but yeah, they don't feel undeniable. No, whereas you look at Vegas and Edmonton and Colorado and Dallas, and I'm like, hmm, I like those teams more than Vancouver. Yeah, not sure about the Oilers yet either, but I mean, I mean, they'll add. But for but for Lindholm, that stock has dropped. So if let's say he was a nine guy, that's what he wanted. And Connie said, I can't go to nine. And he's like, Well, I'm worth nine. So nine times eight would be 72 million. And let's say on the market now he's seven and a half times seven. So that would be like 40, 53 million-ish. That's almost 20 million. That's 19 million bucks he's left on the table. That's a lot of people's career earnings that are. And that's maybe worst case, you know. Yeah, that's the high end and the low end. Maybe he gets eight. Maybe he wasn't getting nine. But even mid-season, Frank was confident his next deal would be a bigger number than Hannafin's. I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Hannafin's had the career year, and Lindholm's had probably the worst since he moved to center ice. And you wonder if how much of that is maybe part of the pouting? Sees that he's not. But it's clearly in his control. Again, you still have six weeks in this season. Feel free to go go play your ass off and, and do something. And if you're one of those last four teams left, everyone is watching every shift and everything is under a microscope. If you could get to a conference final and play well, nobody cares what you did in Calgary in January. No. Nobody. Teams love playing for guys that playoff performers. Right? Yes. I mean, Blake Coleman here. He won two cups in a row and they gave him a six-year contract. He's a great third liner. Remember Fernando Pisani in Edmonton, right? Yeah, the third line in Anaheim. It was Moen and Paulson and like Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. Like, and, and, and it was Barkley Goodrow. Six-year deal. Yanni Gord and, and Blake Coleman. Like, When there's only four teams to watch and all these teams are winning and one of them is going to lift trophy, GMs fall in love with these guys. Yeah. If somehow Vancouver's last man standing, and if you're the Calgary Flames, you'd love a Vancouver-Dallas conference final because those are your two conditional picks. Vancouver gets to the conference final. The fourth comes the third. Dallas gets to the final. You get an extra third in that deal for Tanev. Like, there's your dream matchup there. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. Rooting interests. They're, they're mid-round picks. Not sure I can cheer for Vancouver. I don't hate them now. Don't know if I can cheer for them. No, I'm not cheering. Just for a fourth to a third. If we could have an Edmonton-Vancouver, I would be very comfortable knowing that something would be burning at the end of that series. Yeah. Somewhere. And at the end of the day, I know there were some people a little bit concerned that maybe Chris Tanev would go to Edmonton. As Craig can't do it. Craig, you can't do it. You can't do it, right? Craig didn't do it. ABE, and you're so, up at Edmonton. So sleep well knowing that Dallas is the final destination. But they could trade him, I guess. That's right? what I wondered if someone would go take him. <laughs> Stars will not trade Tanev. Nah, two firsts from Edmonton. You, Shit. You know what's more likely is Dallas also adding Hannafin. What if they taken out of their prospect pile or picks that they can't now get Hannafin with. They still have their first. They still have their top three prospects. Uh, like, 
they still could add to that decor. What a steal! That not a and steal, now you push but them. what a pickup for a team to add Hannafin and Tanner because they're a pair tandem. You yeah. know how they play, and then Suter and Lindell become your third pair, and you're like, shit, you're deep. Yeah, I don't know what the it's, it's not that we're we're so tightly focused. I don't know what the outside world thinks of Noah Hannafin. It's a two. Tanev's pretty easy. He's a de defense first play. Uh, you love him. He's a warrior. He's this and that. You're not going to get any points, but he is what he is. Are you are you needing Hannafin to play 25 minutes? Do you want points? What do you? Because we heard from Frank the other day that Toronto not in on Noah Hannafin. Okay, okay. I think you could point? still. Okay, you could just that's not a player that they're that they're in for. Well, they're in Capel too. I don't know that anyone's got a tougher time adding than they do. And, and if you're Dallas, the other thing is like, how much captive space did you really eat? You're paying for a quarter of what's left on. Dallas it's a great deal. trade. It's 25% salary. It really is it's incredible. And maybe you don't go more than around. Maybe it's, uh, well, it's not going to be easy, but it's a second rounder. Still a good. Yeah. Noah Hannafin's in the top 25 in minutes played per game in the NHL. And he's doing it in tough minutes against other teams, top lines while having a career year offensively, I'd argue. And so many teams have had scouts watching the flames for so long and he's looked good it's been for great. quite a while now. Right. Yes. This is the best he's looked as a flame. Yeah. Like he probably had more secondary apples that year that the three forwards all had 40 goals or the 18 season when that top line had Monaghan, Lindholm and Gaudreau, because you're just on the ice when more goals are going in. Those are very high scoring teams. But when you look at where they're middle of the pack scoring, which feels high for this forward group, he's having a really, really great offensive season. Tomorrow, Friday, wine shirt day. I believe we'll have Darren Dreger back after uh, being off last week. We'll do the great clips inbox. If you have questions, comments, uh, comments, whatever about maybe you need to know about uh, how do you get a boomer t-shirt about collecting wear coats something like that yeah. I, whatever whatever it is you need to know there's the email address great clips inbox at flamesnation.ca you can get your questions in and we will dig into those tomorrow maybe even hockey questions if you want i know we can mix it up yeah we can dragger a week out of the deadline that's right almost to the minute it'll be 1 p.m next friday there you go and we were kicking around before oh, so are we doing the show are we going to go start later we're going to start earlier we're going to go longer if a hannafin deal is done before then go watch frank i don't know what else frank will have it Honey got his got his work done and if you if you've seen what daily Faceoff does on deadline day your remchuck will host they'll have a huge cast of guests that roll through and right in the corner they got the insider box where frankie's just grinding yeah, sweating just, over phones yeah what's the conditional pick <laughs> Money retained. <laughs> That's how it is. You want to watch him sweat? They got that for you. Or he's doing something that looks like that. Well, it's lunch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddies. That'll do it. See you tomorrow. Hello. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 